0: I had to shake him on my last case. Big O don't play.
1: All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Muskie Hunts podcast. I'm one of your, we're going to say three hosts this evening Ryan Reed. We also have on the phone tonight, We have Mr. Tom Venata.
2: Officially nocturnal. Just woke up four hours ago. Oh, well, there Feeling you go. You look great.
1: It's that time of year for you it's just that to time li-
2: of year. live in the dark. It's like Christmas for me. This is the only the second night I get to go. Did oh. you catch night fish? number two. What's that?
3: Did you catch any fish?
2: I did not, but I found a 12-pack. So I, right. got a, I got a streak going already.
1: I saw that. You just you found that? like a 12-pack of Trulies in the weeds. Sure did oh man that's yep. typical i'm not well gonna usually
2: say. they're empty and i usually I go around and i'll fill my musky net up bank fishing taking the garbage out and i picked this one up and it felt heavier than usual and that's the first time i've ever found full ones hmm.
1: well you're off to a good week that's off a good start a, as
2: owen likes to say rip roar and start to my night fishing year
1: so far there you go well we also have on the phone tonight mr donnie swank
3: good evening everyone
1: good evening sir How's the Swank household?
3: Doing much better. We're uh, all, uh, well, I was the only one that had the COVID, obviously, but I'm, uh, I'd say I'm completely recovered from that. We're we're coming to the tail end of our mandatory quarantine from uh, baby daycare, so things are looking good. Everybody's perked up around here again.
1: Things are looking up.
3: Yep. Are you
2: allowed out of the basement yet?
3: I am. I am nice. uh, from my cave uh, earlier this week. Nice to sleep. I, I, I'm not sure, actually. I'm going to say it's nice to sleep in my own bed again, but I really think my wife only did it because she realized how well I was sleeping down here. Uh, because upstairs, the baby's getting teeth and she's not sleeping so much. So I went from sleeping like a, a baby myself down here to getting uh, listening to Harriet scream all night. Upstairs with my wife now. So I'm not sure if I really uh, won on the deal or not.
1: You mean she's sleeping better upstairs without you. That's yeah. what you meant there.
3: That might be it too. That might be it too.
1: Well, I'm, we're glad you're feeling better. And uh, you, you're looking good. You're looking good over there. So Owen's going to be joining us here. He's he's uh, having some issues with his computer. But we have four guests on this evening so we are right now we're sitting at seven looking at eight podcasters for this evening so i'll just go ahead and get right into our guests we'll introduce them and then when owen comes on we'll get them in the into the conversation so you guys know i am super pumped about this i am super pumped about this group of guys that we have on the phone tonight so, Bad news bears of musky fishing because I wow. like to look at it. Wow, wow, in a good way. So, tonight's podcast is gonna be banging. Is that fair? Can I say that, or is that like that's too nerdy? Anyway, so we have on the phone tonight, we have the banging bottom crew of banging bottom outfitters and Super excited because we have Doug Vanasco. Hey, Doug. How's it
0: going, everybody?
1: Good. Hey, Doug. Good. Up, we Doug? have we have Jesse Barnhart. Howdy. Up, Jesse. Jesse. How we have. Can I say Brian? Or is that no good? I'm gonna say Brian Luffy. That's fine. How can't you doing? Give that? us, we can't
2: important. give us government name on here.
1: No, nah, we can't do that. And we have our president, <laughs> Mr. Joel Morrow. How's it yeah. going, fellas? Good to see What's you up, guys
3: Joel? on What's tonight. Up, Joel.
1: And there's Owen.
3: What oh, timing
1: that is. We got <laughs> Owen. So Joel, Joel, you have a you have your shirt on tonight. I sure do. And that shirt says <laughs> yeah. the musky drunks. The musky drunks. So it's got a goose on the back too. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, I wanted to
2: make a flyer out of that, but I was told, no, we need Joel to sign off on it before we use his
4: face for profit. I'd be good with it. You know, I'm not too uh, too hard to work with. You know, <laughs> We'll talk to your agent. All right, that works. He can work on hey, uh, Yeah, you've you you got full yeah,
0: permission to use anything you want on Joel.
1: <laughs> yep. Oh, God. So, you know, this is like, for me, this is exciting because I got to fish with you guys again this year. And I'm just like super pumped to get you on and talk about it. So yeah,
5: Ryan, you fished what two days with these guys, right?
1: Yeah, we had two full days on the water. I had uh, one day. I had it was Doug, Jesse, and Joel, and then the second day it was just Joel and and Doug. So it was, uh, dude, it was epic. But before we get into that and talk about you know that trip and some stories, we wanted to you know get a little bit of a background on you guys, just a uh, little different audience than what we had for our video cast. And you know, just talk about bang and bottom a little bit. So, you know, I guess with that said, just a general question to you guys: like, what what is? Tell me, what is bang and bottom? How'd you guys get started? Let's see. Well, don't
4: everybody jump it all at once here. <laughs> <laughs>
6: God,
0: all right, you want me to go? I go, ahead,
1: go, go ahead, go dog.
0: You're the boss. No, I'm not the boss. No. <laughs> No, this is a family thing here. Uh, This uh, quick rundown is I got started maybe 2010, Uh, 11-ish. My buddy Adam Jeffcoat, Paul Feck was a big part of everything, hammer lures. Uh, Guys got me out starting fishing, and then my buddy Adam kind of went a separate way, taking a lot of guys out fishing, friends of mine, family, Bunch of guys like, oh, man, you're going out there doing everything. You might as well, you know, you're catching fish. You should start guiding. And wasn't real sure about it. Paul moved away way to Florida. Me and Joel started fishing together a ton, catching lots of fish, you know, putting a lot of work, a lot of time. Fun. I always keep it fun. And uh, we talked about it. I talked about it. with. Je- uh, I met Jesse down at the river. Start fishing with him. We all start talking about, you know, is this something we would like to do? We want to keep this, is, is you know, as fun as we could keep it. And uh, we, like I said, we talked about it over and over. Didn't know what we really want to do. Started on a really low, slow learning curve how we want to do it, and, uh, and it's still the way we do it now. I mean, we do it slow. We we don't care how many trips we do a year. We care how successful we are. And uh, like I said, we, we all got together, talked as a group, decided to do it. Started slow with just me and, and Joel and Jesse, like working out of one boat. Uh, two years ago, got pretty busy, added Jesse on as a separate boat and pretty much the rest is history. I mean, So for
5: our listeners, we uh, I think we've looking at our demographics, when we we look at our our statistics, we have a number of a good number of regular listeners from, you know, the Midwest at this point and also from Canada. So, you know, if just so they know, we are all local Western Pennsylvania guys, like when we talk bang and bottom uh, you know, banging bottom outfitters, where exactly are we talking? Like, if, if someone was wanted to look you guys up, what what exactly are we talking?
0: Right now, we're strictly Pomatouni. Okay. Right now. I mean, we definitely have uh, – I'm really close to Lake Arthur, uh, Jesse and Joel. Luffy, Luffy's really close to Lake Arthur because he lives so close to me. Joel and Jesse are not very far from Lake Arthur, which – is definitely something that we keep in the back of our mind that that is someday that we can expand and do Lake Arthur. Uh, we have a lot of confidence there, but we don't put a ton of time there. Uh, we have – Jesse bought a camp. We have a camp that's pretty much a family camp. Uh, so right now we're strictly Lake Arthur – or it was strictly Pimatuning. Lake Arthur definitely in the back of our mind, possibly the river someday, but right now it's just Pimatuning.
5: And Pima tuning, uh, you know, again, for this is kind of for our listeners that aren't as familiar with with this area. Pima Tuning is a, is about the largest body of water we have, a musky body of water we have in Pennsylvania, in the western part of Pennsylvania. Or how is it? I shouldn't say that. What, what how is that compared to the Kinzu and Raystown is way far out east? But uh, further east. But, you know, how is it size wise compared to those two bodies of water?
4: Go ahead, Joel. I'll let you. Uh, Well, Kinzu is, I believe, around 12,000 acres, um, a very deep body of water. uh, Basically, the the head of the I guess you would consider Middle Allegheny River. Right. Uh, And Raystown, I'm honestly not sure how many acres that is. Uh, fairly big lake long, uh, you know, from, uh, I know some of the musky chapters are ha- starting to have a regional thing there every year, or however it's working out and they seem to be getting fish here. So, uh, you know, it seems like a good lake or lake race town,
5: race town also has, a, a a big
4: striper population, right? Oh yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, I I seem to see like every year a couple pictures of the the guys striper fishing uh, getting some pretty big muskies. Uh, yeah,
5: and it, I'm always surprised because it doesn't seem like they are ready for it in certain ways. Like a lot of the pictures I see from guys out there it's like that that they, they catch these big muskies by surprise. And there's even a, a there's even a uh, um uh, a, a tackle shop there or a, a shop called the something something with a muskie.
4: I know there's, uh, the one charter I always see that has, you know, pictures yearly is I think it's angry, Musky angry, Musky, that's it. Yep. Something like that. Uh, but as far as I know, they just kind of target, you know, stripers more or less. Uh, right. You know, it seems like that's a lot of like live bait fishing, like trout and shad or, you know, whatever they can get out of the lake, but, uh, they do run into them and I'm friends with a couple people on Facebook. I, I really don't know, but, you know, that striper fish out there, same type thing. They run into a couple every year, so mm-hmm. they are around, definitely. And uh, so, uh,
5: Pima Tuning is. Uh, I mean, those are all all impoundments, but mm-hmm. I mean, they're all different in a lot of ways.
4: Yeah, like I said, Kinzu is obviously. It, it, I'm sure it has more water in it than Pima Tuning, just because of probably the average depth is. You know, God knows. 50 feet average or something like that. You know, it's fairly deep lake. And, uh, I know Raystown's a deep lake too, because they have, uh, they even have lake trout out there on an inland lake. Uh, you know, it seems like that's more of a winter spring thing when they run into them, but they're there. So it obviously has, uh, enough water to hold them where Pomatuming is more of that lake that averages, you know, 15 feet of water and less, I mean, there is a little deeper water, but it, it's fairly shallow lake, uh, you know, uh, 15,000, 16,000 acres, plus the preserve. So. Uh, how do you guys keep your,
5: how do you guys keep your spots hitting? If you got, I mean, Pimey is not the biggest body of water in the world. If you guys are out there on a regular basis, I mean, do you guys get people like just dragging around behind you? Like, looking for spots. I <laughs> That's can only all they met,
4: Donnie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> Again, Jesse, or uh, Joel, whoever. I,
4: I'm going to say overall, yeah, not really. I mean, uh, you know, uh, the past couple of years, we've been forced to, you know, deal with a lot of wind, uh, a lot of changing weather. So, yeah, we have spots, we fish. Um, but, you know, we're five, six years ago. We were concentrating on a one to two areas most of the time. Now, I mean, one weekend you might be up north. Next weekend you're down south. You know, so we move around quite a bit. You know, dealing with, like I said, the wind and weather. Uh, you know, following us around isn't always the right answer. That's for sure. But uh, I, I can't ever say we. You know, we feel like anybody's following us. You know, there's people fishing the same areas, but uh,
1: so that's, that's going to be the way it works, no matter where you're at. You know, so so back to Owen's initial question. I just want to make sure we clarify here because I see I see a lot of different pictures from you guys throughout the course of a year. You know, so we're talking bang and bottom outfitters. We're strictly like guiding for muskies on Pima Tuning, right? That's yes. fair. Yes. Quickly. now you guys are doing some walleye fishing throughout the year too gonna as well say, i've seen some walleye stringers yeah
0: we do oh yeah we still we we don't like to give that up we still like to <laughs> we like to eat some walleye <laughs>
7: personal personal stash yeah
0: Hell
2: so, yeah you're not taking walleye trips you're just doing that nah, fill we the just, fridge oh, okay right there. yep
7: never know if it continues to get better the way that it is i mean it's gradually some years the class of fish are smaller than others but i mean it's consistent
4: mm-hmm.
7: and we really only started trolling for them this year for the first time and i mean we
0: straight smoked <laughs> like, them uh, I mean, <laughs> night, it night was, trolling though right because all the pictures that was, i am casting oh, uh, the night stole cast. casting is oh, okay. yeah we do all...
7: during the day trolling for <clears> them. <throat> sorry we never really did that before and just hmm. Just try it and just straight. Live what are off.
5: you trolling? Crankbaits or those um, like flicker
0: shads. Flicker shads mostly is what we troll. Okay. And we're and at that time, that's
3: almost trolling big. weed. That's all you
0: along. need.
7: Yeah, How we're we're.
3: we're I know. How we're fast? Doing,
7: okay,
0: sorry. <laughs> Five
3: Swank. and
7: a half.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
7: <Another swing? There laughs> that a, you know, that's the hardest transition to the walleye thing. To me, was driving the boat. Because, you know, you're doing the same thing as musky fishing, but when you're going five mile an hour, it's way easier to make a turn with a big heavy boat, you know what I mean? At five mile an hour, when you're going, I kept running into the weed beds and shallows, like, because I would try to make my turn too late and I'm only going two mile an hour. (laughs) So it takes like three times as long to (laughs) make a turn, running into two feet of water. (laughs) It took a while to draft for the whole
0: turn in the wheel
2: are you guys still using the same rod holders? Like you're just running like the, yeah. The, yeah, you know?
0: and, and honestly, yeah. at that time, we're not even running boards. We're, we're mostly running yeah. four rods. Yeah. We're working weed lines. We're probably fishing six to seven feet. This is usually late May, early June. Uh, we're, we're running six, seven feet of water. We're putting our baits down around five feet and we're just running right along the side of weeds. We're watching the weed line on our side imaging. And, uh, we're, like I said, we're just we're putting our baits down five, five and a half feet. And we're we're working that six, seven foot line. Hmm. Still working them rods though. Like your must. Yeah, you're you got to have still someone still back here constantly working rods.
2: I'm gonna imagine, especially if you're running them that close to the bottom. But it's Crazy
7: because you'll literally catch every species. The, the one weekend I think I caught every species in the lake besides a carp.
2: Yeah,
7: <laughs> I caught you catch every,
0: musky and everything yeah, you can. Crappie, perch
7: crazy. And you catch a giant perch too trolling. So, like, they go in the live world too.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Straight <laughs> on the stuff. Jumbo's <laughs> all,
7: out there in the water. You know, I mean, they're coming home too.
0: But it's wild, you know. Like, me and Joel be out there or Jesse and somebody, you know, or me, you know, whoever it may be. But Joel might be back there literally running four rods himself because I can't get off the wheel. We're running a weed line and he's just shaking, you know. Oh, We're wow. not <laughs> running... Tons of line out or nothing. Like so said, we're running five, five and a half feet down. But Joel's back here constantly. You know, I might be driving a boat. He's just consistently working rods. And, and he's ruining every fish. So Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, the, the day <laughs> I
7: was with Mark, I bet you he reeled in at least 50 fish himself. The Yeah,
0: one day. <laughs> it gets wild. Me and Joel right. was out there the one day. We, like caught, nonstop we caught 25 walleye. You know, and that's not counting – perch and crappy and everything you know you catch a lot of stuff but a lot of smaller fish this year versus other years but it's it's fun it's a little should be phenomenal
1: so just uh refresh me on this one even though i know (laughs) where did you guys come up with the name bang and bottom how did you guys decide to settle on that one
0: Uh, well it's it's not as interesting as people want to think it is, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was actually brought up, even though, like I said, Luffy may be new to this for you guys, but he wasn't new to this for me or Joe or Jesse. But I threw it out there to everybody. I'm like, you know, I don't want to use my name. We 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 want to use something that's there's a reason for it. And uh, it happens all the time. It's not like a big surprise. Anybody that musky fishes, I'm sure Don, you know, and Tom, all you guys have been through it. Brian, uh, when you get into areas where you're a little shallower than you plan on being, you know, and uh, I, I I threw it out there. and Honestly, it was probably, if I had to guess, I'd say six to eight weeks at least that I threw it out to all my buddies. You know, hey, we got to come up with a name. We got to come up with a name. And. And we were all coming up with stuff, but nothing that stuck like, man, this is what we want. And uh, I was on a phone. I was on actually on a phone with another one of my buddies that did this stuff with us. And uh I looked over for some reason and I'm like, I see my, my rod just banging like crazy. And I'm like, what is going on? And I was on a phone, I'm talking and I looked over and I had my baits running down like five and a half, six feet down. And, Joel's driving, if I have to throw him out there. I don't remember where it was at. Everyone knows where it was at, but we were in like four feet of water. My my rod tips are hit. You know, it's going nuts. And I was like talking to my buddy. I'm like, here goes Joel again, banging bottom. And literally, as soon as I said that, me and Joel just kind of froze and looked at each other. And we're like, that's it. Banging bottom. You know, our lures were banging off the bottom. <laughs> and honestly. Even before that, we we couldn't think of that, but that's how we caught fish a lot of times. You know, there was times that we'd cut across a point and purposely drag our lures across the bottom of the lake, and it would rather it was causing a reaction strike, a reaction strike, or whatever it was causing, we were all doing it. Jesse was doing it, Joel, me, Lauf, you know, all of us guys were doing it, and but we never could put that together until that day that time and i know where we were at everyone else knows where we're at and i'm like here's joel my buddy joel <laughs> bang <bottom> and <laughs> and that's how it came up everyone wants it to mean something else but that's literally double entendre
2: kind of me thing. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah really. that's yeah. why it's a good name <laughs> mm-hmm. That, that's, that's weird because that's like a common thing casting, like bass fishing or musky fishing, like slamming your crankbaits into cover, like bashing them off rocks. I think it's just yeah. a little scarier when you have like six to 12 crankbaits out at one time <laughs> instead of and one. there's
7: cribs everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it works. Promise. If you know where there's places where the ground is clean. Mm-hmm are I, I religiously to... run my baits in certain places and crank them off the bottom all year long because i know there's no weeds it's clean mm. you, yours
0: well it goes back, back to what Joel said earlier it goes back to what Joel said earlier about certain. you know yeah. we, when we first started doing this before we actually guided we first we fished a certain area and everyone knows where that certain area was but religiously we would purposely cut our true line short to literally make our baits hit the bottom of the lake. And a lot of times we caught fish doing that. You know, it was something, it wasn't an accident. We were doing it on purpose mm-hmm. and we caught fish doing it, you know, so it all played out to what our name is now.
1: So I got a question for you guys then, cause I want to go around, uh, Doug, you said you've been fishing for muskies for how long? Uh,
0: I'd say right around twelve years.
1: Okay, twelve years, Jesse. How long have you been fishing for muskies? Mm, I've
7: fished for him a lot. I was more of a flathead fisherman, but my one buddy was big time muskie fisherman, so I always went with him a lot. Not like I fish now, but like I would go with him anytime he ever asked. So I fished a lot. And never caught anything. I fished <laughs> for muskies literally on Pima tuning. I bet you I was there. Oh, 15 trips without a bite years ago, and then we actually end up catching one on a Memorial Day, and it was amazing. <laughs> it was like I can't believe <laughs> really in this lake, you know. But then once like the flathead thing, I started getting kind of too old for that. I really like went into musky fishing. Like, were yeah. you fishing flathead? I catch the flathead
5: fish. Uh, what's that? Were you fishing flathead at Pima tuning or were no, like no, just in the anywhere? rivers in the rivers uh, down here in okay.
7: Pittsburgh? Yeah. But that's, that was my main thing. That's what all my focus was on catching giant catfish. So when
2: you say you got too old for you, just being like the overnight kind of deal that and, whole thing just got old yeah. to
7: me, you know, going mm-hmm. out, I'd fish for three days just to catch enough bait to go fishing. Mm-hmm. night, And then that's the next day after no sleep, I would have to hurry up and scramble yep. to catch more bait for the next night. And it just like it, and then getting bait became like a serious issue because
2: that's exactly so why many I quit.
7: So from every pond, every You wipe them sucker out. Hole
5: was cleaned out, mm-hmm. I mean, and you start like, you start stealing from grandma. Start stealing like, grandma's and and to microwave. To and it's not the pawn shop for, for like,
7: bait. It was ridiculous. <laughs> that's so why was, I caught like, out I just got over it, and then musky fishing. I just, I, I the first time I ever fished on my own musky fishing, I caught one. In like 15 minutes, after like eight years of never getting a bite, I did get a follow. Actually, the reason I went out by myself is because earlier that day I got a follow down on the river by Joel, where he lives. And then I went home and I called my boy that I knew had like five muskie lures. He had like five Leo Shayla shads. I knew he had them hanging on his wall, and I was like, "Bro, grab them muskie lures. We're gonna go down the river and go trolling for muskies." He's like, "Okay." Literally in 15 minutes, I caught one. And I was like, "This ain't hard." So then, I literally, <laughs> from that, it wasn't like. A, but a couple weeks later, my buddy Dave was casting this one spot on the uh, river, and he's got like five follows. <laughs> so we went down there casting. uh The next day, that we caught like four fish over forty had, like, at least a dozen follows, <laughs> like, casting. This is, like, the first time I've ever seen fish casting in my life. It was insane. But we were catching fish like crazy on Wiley King Jr. crankbaits and all things. Like, and I mean, that's all you use there. King Jr.'s casting them in super shallow water. It's, it's the only thing you needed.
1: No Other lures
7: worked at the time for some reason. I think I did catch a couple on a stalker, which really looks the same.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what you got, that's it, what you
7: got. That was like that whole, when I first went on my own, it, I was catching fish like crazy, like big ones too. And it was like, I mean, the addiction just went
1: haywire after that. I was going to say, that sounds like a, that's what, that's what was. screwed I mean, you.
7: Know, <laughs> once, I, once I realized, you know, something was wrong for like the last like 30 must be trips I was on.
1: <laughs> so. Yeah. I want to jump to Luffy real quick. How long have you been muskie fishing for? about
8: uh, this is my third full year. I got I got my boat late late in the summer and uh, this is my third full year. Okay.
0: So you're well, you're a little longer than that then Luffy.
8: Well with Doug. It's Chautauqua and different Yeah, with Doug <laughs> a, a lot longer, but on my own three three years now
1: yeah and that's the thing because that's about that's about where you know i'm i'm probably at because i really i really i fish for muskies like for years like five five six years with with my buddy dan but it was like a a few times you know maybe once uh you know once every two months or a couple times a year here and there but right so i'm I'm probably more more or less in line with you luffy so i was just curious about that and joel how long have you been fishing for muskies
4: uh, 2007 is when I pretty much jumped in, uh, head first, you know, uh, like I said, I grew, I grew up on the Allegheny river. I still live pretty close to it. Uh, me and my dad fished a lot growing up. You know, we spent a lot of time on the water. Uh, you know, we were like river rats, uh, all summer long. My mom, my dad, my sister, uh, we were on the river every weekend you know, from Memorial Day through Labor Day, uh, we fish. You know, so uh, I had obviously we had ran into muskies over the years fishing there. Uh, my dad has a actually still has two fish bigger than mine, and he probably hasn't picked up a muskie rod in I don't know ten years. Uh, but when I got serious about it, like I said, I jumped in head first and realized you got to put a lot of time in. You know, it's not something you go out and do, you know, for two hours while you're out fishing and then jump to something else because you're not going to overall be real successful. Uh, and even that first year, you know, I still kept other rods in the boat. You know, if, after a couple hours, I got bored and d- throw something like that. But, uh, After that first year, you know, I I was pretty serious about it.
2: And you now you made the transition over from being a steelhead fisherman, right? Because I think you used a steelhead fish with a couple of my buddies.
4: Oh, yeah, I did uh, a lot of trout, a lot of steelhead fishing, uh, you know, and uh, hell, even the first five, six years I musky fished, you know, come October or whatever, I was kind of done. You know, I'd still maybe fish a few times in the fall, but uh, from October through March, you know, it was steelhead fishing on the weekends and then uh, trout fishing quite a bit, uh, buddy of mine. I went to high school with, you know, very young, single, both of us. And we spent every weekend trout fishing until middle of June. And then, uh, you know, I'd jump around on the river Bass fishing, walleye, uh, you know, whatever you could catch, until right, so, it hit October. So, you,
5: so you grew up on the river. So you grew up. Uh, I mean, when when did you catch your first muskie? I
4: was actually like eight years old. Uh, okay, caught one on a, an old three inch uh, Rapala, you know, black and silver straight. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't even know what that'd be considered an F F nine F eleven. I think it's smaller than
0: enough. It's either a five or a seven,
4: probably. Wow. Uh, I'm, yeah, you know what? I think, I think it was probably like a seven. Seven, yeah. But it was was actually an old lore of my grandfather's. Uh, you know, I had a Zebco 202. Uh, one day, we were coming into fishing area, and my dad shut the boat off. I just happened to throw that out 20, 30 feet behind a boat. And as we're coasting into the spot, you know, boom, I hook into this fish and uh, we got it in, measured it. And at that time, the, the legal limit size was 30 inches and this fish was like 29. So, did, inches. You, so did you shoot it? No, I <laughs> didn't shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I can still remember, uh, it wasn't a whole lot longer after that, maybe a couple years. Uh, my dad had a gaff. We, we actually had a pontoon boat. And he had a gaff that he would put up in the, you know, the, the roof of the boat, uh, up between like the canvas and the frame. And uh, all the years it was there, we never used it. But, you know, I was going
5: to say, like, know, what what is he anticipating having. gaffing?
4: <laughs> like, a, like, a, like, a, like a big musky. And uh, I don't actually. All, all the ice fishermen
5: pull them through the
7: ice. They hook them by the bottom jaw, like mm-hmm. a hook and just lift them up mm-hmm. through the hole
4: but I, I don't remember what happened to that gaff, but I specifically remember the little plastic piece on the end never came off. So we never got a chance to use it, but, uh, but that was my first muskie and, uh, it wasn't too long after it, uh, this, kind of the same spot one day I caught one, another small one on a, a night crawler, uh, you know, another like 25 inch or something, uh, and after no. that my dad go all right so so joel
5: did you did you call it a rapala or a rapala
4: uh rapala what i i, I don't Doug, know Doug, right rapala or rapala
0: i always call it rapala thank Jesse. you rapala
5: rapala Where's luffy? i can't see luffy rap <laughs> rapala for <laughs> rapala years and see- then and yeah, I, no, finally... no, I was the same way I, I i i grew up it was rapala everything was rapala and then i start musky fishing and i start i don't know why it seems like guys seem to refer to it as rapala and i'm like what the, what is this going i've that's never a heard canadian, of that
1: before that's a, no offense to our canadian listeners if we have any but they talk funny that's all i'm saying <laughs> They talk funnier than <laughs> when you're from Western. Oh, speaking to
5: Canadian listeners, Tom Tom you know lost his like... poutine his poutine virginity the, did, the other it, day at
2: the Westmoreland County Fair.
5: Poutine <laughs> is delicious. You're telling me you want- did.
2: Okay, so listen.
5: I- and if we could ever get Tom to Canada, he would taste the real deal. But of course, <laughs> he won- we won't be able to get him to Canada.
2: Well, no, I liked it and I'm about to really I'm about to lose any of my Midwest friends that I have right now, but the cheese curds freaked me out, man. Nobody warned me about the squeak. Like how they're kind of like rubbery and squeaky yeah and i thought I,
5: almost like calamari
1: in it's a way. like
2: yeah and I, th- I thought i had a bad curd like I, I almost i almost yacked as soon as i bit it, into it because nobody is, warned me about that
1: i'm this is an outrage yeah. this is an outrage Well, here Would in western pa, yeah,
2: here in western pa we're used to the melty cheese and see this was not melty this was like it was squeaky that's the only way i can describe it it was weird <laughs> it was squeaky not what i was expecting it's almost it that like way. chicken yeah, 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 yeah.
7: The one in up. Chautauqua at Hogan's Hut. Yes. Cajun chicken, uh, yeah. yes. Cajun cheese curds from Hogan's Hut straight fire.
1: Dude, yeah. really? They I literally, literally tastes like
7: Cajun chicken. Like, they're so good.
1: They're, they're amazing, and I just found a freaking a local farm up the road from me, like ten minutes away. They're doing cheese curds, and they are lights out.
5: Oh yeah, I saw you posted that. Dude. I saw you posted it on Instagram, Latrobe. So, yeah, what's up with that? What up. are those about?
1: So this this place there is a for anybody that lives out here, you know Greensburg area, Latrobe area. There is a farmers market. Out in latrobe It's all summer long, every Saturday. I think they might do Sundays too. But there is a farm out here, and I can't remember the name of it. It's like Pleasant Lane, Pleasant Lane farms. farms. So there's a farm out here that does dairy, and they go to this farmer's market. And we've been buying their stuff for years, but I had no idea recently they started making cheese curds. So I'm at my local Delilah's. For anybody that knows what a Delilah's is,
7: I know where that's in.
1: I was in Delilo's and they had cheese curds and I bought like three bags and I crushed the first bag the first night. I'm not even going to lie. It was so amazing. (laughs) Buffalo ranch cheese curds. So Luffy's going to be out this way in a few weeks. I might, uh, we might have to swing down there and get some, some cheese curds.
5: Swing down there, get some cheese curds.
7: (laughs)
1: Swing down there and get some cheese
5: curds.
1: (laughs) In Latrobe
4: or is it La Trobe? I was yeah, just going to bring that up too.
5: How does everybody say <laughs> Latrobe? All right. I, I, was, I grew up Latrobe. I,
0: latrobe. la-trobe. Mm-hmm. How about lure or lure?
5: Lure. lure. <laughs> Good boy. Lure. Nick.
2: Hey, here we
0: go.
1: Lure.
3: Lure. <laughs> Nick if or missing say, hunk. If you say lure. You're a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Nick is one that says it like a weirdo. Yes, uh, Nick
2: <laughs> says it like a weirdo. He lure. lure,
3: lure. Yeah.
2: Hey, Ryan, can we ask, uh,
0: like everyone else, uh, when they start fishing and what got them started, like Donnie or Owen or Tom or?
1: We can do whatever you guys want, baby. This no, is I our just podcast.
3: Yeah, for just want to know what everyone else does away. too.
1: Ask away. It's your
3: world, I'm just living in it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Donnie, let's hear your side.
3: Well, I mean, we've talked what lit a your bit fire on here before, but uh <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I went a little bit when I was very you know younger when in like high school, my friend Dave in Minnesota. You can refer to a previous podcast if you wanna get to know Dave a little better, but uh we took a swing at it a number of times when we were kids and never caught any. Um and then there was a number of years where I didn't really fish a whole lot, you know. In my twenties, I was out doing the the uh, typical things that <laughs> men in their twenties do, which is more chasing tail and drinking. You attended, you attended stuff. church, and you you studied mm-hmm. the Bible,
5: Bible? study <laughs>
3: exactly. You know, really, really worked on bettering myself as a person. You know, soul searching. <laughs> I've been there <laughs> 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 been there yesterday, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> jewel just
2: got
4: back from bible study yeah. <laughs> been there myself soul searching mm-hmm.
3: but uh it wasn't really until I started having my health issues in would have been like what i mean heck we're, we're talking like 2011 now uh when i that kind of first came to be I was in my late 20s and kind of got blindsided by something that I didn't, you know, ever expect as a 28 year old person, you know, but once that happened and I was dealing with all of that and I had, to, I was forced to kind of change my life a little bit. Obviously I didn't have a choice and uh, I had a lot of free time and I didn't really know what to do with it. You know, all my friends were still doing the same things and it was kind of like, once I stopped doing that, I, I I didn't have anything to do, so I just naturally picked up a fishing rod again because that was something that I had always done when I was younger, and just started going. And then my dad and I bought a little boat with a nine nine, and we were just going out on the river and Lake Arthur fishing for whatever, trying to catch bass, and uh, insert Dave in Minnesota again we we were talking he invited me to come up to go fishing with him up there he had moved there years ago and really got into muskies and now that I was starting to fish again he's like come on you got to come up here I'm gonna we're gonna get you a muskie like we tried to do back 20 years ago you know we're gonna do it so I went and I didn't catch one but I had a a number of Follows from big fish, and that was really all it took. I came back, and it was like, you know, all in for muskies from there on out. And that's it. That's it. That's my story. That's in a
7: <laughs> good story. Glad you're doing good,
3: bud. Thank you.
1: All right, who else wants to go? Ryan. Ryan. I mean this. This is easy. I got. <laughs> I had. I had. Dan the man was my my mentor. Got me started pike fishing, you know, we did the Canada thing. We went on, you know, a boat in, we did a trip up there, came home, was like, I gotta, I gotta look at this musky stuff. You know, he's doing it. Seemed to be catching fish down here. I'm like, I always thought Pennsylvania, like Tom, I know you had a similar opinion. Like I just thought PA, like just wasn't a good musky fisher. Mm-hmm. And probably at the time I probably wasn't that really that far off, you know, minus like I I didn't really know anything about it, you know, so we, we did the Canada thing, came home. And before I went musky fishing, Dan took me and I'll never forget this. This is something that I should either thank him for or be like terribly upset at him because it's like started an addiction that I never (laughs) thought could be possible. But he took me to that first musky max and I was in Cranberry. I don't remember what year it was. I had, I had done like the Butler, the Butler high school musky show prior to that, but that was like, that was probably my first exposure to it, but I didn't, still wasn't ready to fish for them. And you know, that first time I, I bought a few lures off of grandma herself and I was like, I'm doing this. So we, I started fishing right after that. And you know, it took me probably five years to catch my first fish, a lot of mistakes. I made pretty much every mistake you could make, not sharpening hooks, you know, not paying attention to leader stuff, using the wrong line, using the wrong rod, reel combo, you know, just, just everything you could possibly do. And, you know, I'm s- still here making mistakes and I got to rely on guys like you guys at bang and bottom to help me catch fish over 40. Cause I can't do it by myself. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> Go ahead, Tom.
2: Well, like you said, I was kind of like you, I mean, I, I started fishing when I was, I mean like preschool, like I was out in the yard, my neighbor, who I kind of look at as like my grandpa growing up because my gra- I never had a grandpa. He died before I was or like right after I was born. But my neighbor, he had me in the yard with like a fly rod trying to hit a hula hoop like when I was literally like five, six years old. So I started fishing for like pan fish and trout and like the works, like the usual bass, all that stuff locally. And kind of like Jesse, I actually got into flathead fishing and at that point i just i wanted like the biggest thing around like i didn't care what it was i was like i just want to fight something for like 40 minutes like this bass shit is not doing it for me and i did that for like a long time like we really got into that around here and that was it's fun we live in like a really good area for that with all the rivers and i mean pima tuning even and so we, we had a good run with that and then also like jesse i kind of got sick of catching bait and like rely like there were many trips where we're like all right we're going flathead fishing let's go catch bait we're all pumped up coolers are packed and then we didn't catch bait <clears throat>
5: just so and i know what, what what bait were you catching like what were you like what bluegill did you have
2: suckers to catch? anything oh, so, man so kind of and, anything all yeah right. bluegill suckers chubs whatever you could get but you like jesse said you would you would be fishing for flathead so long that you would have these honey holes where you caught your chubs and caught your bluegill and then you'd go back and there was nothing Cause you freaking cleaned them all out. Cause there were like 30 bluegill and you took all 30, like, <laughs> so that ended quickly. And then my stupid ass, I'm like, I'm going to get into musky fishing. Cause I don't have to take a lot with me. That was my thinking. That was the whole reason oh. I got into oh. it. I was like, I go flathead fishing, man. I got three to six rods, a bucket a bait, a cooler, <laughs> like all these weights. I'm like, I'm done with it. I want to go fishing with like a box of lures. And like, I did that for like a good year. I didn't catch shit. But I went with my one box and my one rod, no net, no tools, never saw a muskie. And I was convinced like we do not live in the right area for them. And I was like, I was, I think I was like pretty much ready to give up. And I started talking to people and meeting guys. And that's right about when I caught my first one. And it was, it's game over. I mean, I still, I still go mess with the trout and the catfish sometimes, but muskies sometimes. 75 I'm a good percent some, of the time some,
5: sometimes sometimes our entire text threads <laughs> for days at a time are about fucking trout because oh well, i God. like it because
2: because don't get it confused like i still equal i like steelhead and trout just as much as musky and i know that's crazy and it makes no sense like i like it just as much i just like muskies like added on to the list now and like i'm obsessed with them too I like ryan c and look at my steelhead boxes i'm a freaking lunatic with steelhead too just like musky
5: yeah, if this bad. was the trout hunks, we wouldn't have very many followers.
2: No.
1: We still don't have very <laughs> many followers, though.
2: Yeah, we might. That might help if we yeah, branch we
5: off into several, the trout. We have several list, uh, several loyal ones. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. You know that that's that's the great thing though with uh, trout or steelhead and stuff like that. Uh, you can still do that. You know, you still have to mm-hmm. put a ton of good good. You know, your your better fishing is kind of when I'm not saying musky fishing slows down because guys go year round now, especially on the rivers, but you know, that October, November things slow down, you know, in general. Mm. Uh, and then you can, you can still head fish for six months and then, you know, it's nice to get back into, you know, a change of pace. That's what you know, I told you. Know, even me. now that I, I don't, I haven't still had fish in probably the last five years. And that's just more like my buddy I fished with moved to Florida. So yeah kind of got away from it uh you know i don't really musky fish in the winter too much uh you know through mid-december that's about it and i'm done for three or four months but uh, you know there's there's a great variety of fish and Mm -hmm. i think you got to take advantage of that you know and that's what you're doing so you know it's a nice it's a nice break you know yeah
6: Um, you know exactly
4: i've i've kind of found that. uh you know, if, if you went strictly musky around, you fished a ton, you're probably going to burn yourself yep. out. You know what I mean? You
2: got to bend on something. That's what I told them. Like, even yeah. uh, if if it was in, if, if steelhead fishing was in, like, September, granted, some guys go. But if steelhead fishing was, like, now in September, I probably wouldn't go because I like the musky fish now. But in December, in January, like, what the hell else am I doing? I, I And I know you can catch a giant fish in the winter. I know that. I'm not ignorant to that. He, I get that, but I don't care. Like I don't. It doesn't. I don't have FOMO. I don't feel like I'm missing a whole ton.
1: He listened, like, swank. He Actually, listened to something. <laughs> I never. I, I get it. Like, what the heck well, see, is wrong with you?
0: That's another thing. Like, like uh, Luffy's on here. Me and Luffy were probably every bit as addicted to steelhead fishing at one time in our life as we are to musky right now. I mean, me and me and Luffy would we would literally drive to Erie any chance we got and we would drive home. We would go to that pretty much where you guys like tanning. Uh, we, we knew people that lived in IUP went to school there. We would stay there, stay in IUP and drive right back to Erie the next day. I mean, we broke totally got a addicted. dime
8: in our pocket. <laughs> yeah,
0: literally, There was times. Yeah, there was times like, in for like, gas. Yep. Yeah. He could, love you tell you there was times we went to mcdonald's we got like biscuits
8: <laughs> with no <laughs> drink Hold yeah no on, drink man. we were literally
0: dying you know we were, we were young kids we were addicted to steelhead and it was some of the best days of our lives mm. i would never talk bad about it mm. but it's the like anyone else we moved on you know like you mm. got to talk about the cat moved
5: on right you've graduated I mean, you've graduated
0: <laughs> Onto yeah, bigger when I went, and better things. And here's the thing is when we went still head <laughs> fishing, and i it's not a lie. Luffy can tell you when we were still head fishing, it was like the best stillhead fishing you could ever do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Back we, in the day. Caught, we would hook and catch so many stillhead in a day, it was sickening. I mean, and we have oh, stories geez, after dude. stories after things that people did, and
5: see that's kind of I guess growing okay, so so let me just say growing up. <laughs> I guess my dad kind of imparted upon me this this kind of oh trout fishermen are basically just guys that go out there and stand on a a stream and kind of hook hook shit you know
2: it's like it's
5: and and, and I shouldn't and I and I don't and I don't want to say that I don't want to say that like my dad Uh, is ignorant.
2: those huh? are trout fishermen, and then people like us embarrass trout fishermen. We send the trout fishermen home crying. The, <laughs> no, the purest trout fishermen. Yeah, but,
5: but again, dude, I'm no, I'm not trying to be the king of the stream.
2: Like, I mean, really, like, it's I mean, kind of fun every now and then. Not gonna Yeah, lie.
0: it's like anything else. It's time on the water. Yeah, exactly. People, people can say whatever they want about any type of fishing, but it truly comes down. There's to There's a progression. If you fish more, you catch more fish. Yep. Bottom line.
5: Right, right. I mean, I would. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's that a probably goes with anything in life. You know, I, I think, think you, yeah. the more you do something, the better you get at it. Mm-hmm. The more expertise you you accumulate, and it goes on from there. Yeah, I
2: think it's a steeper or it's a quicker progression too. I mean, you get into steel, you could get into steelhead fishing in October, have not a clue what you're doing. By February, you can be an okay steelhead fisherman. Now musky, can you get into musky in October? And by February, can you be a good musky fisherman? I mean, that's bad time probably of year. not because you're <laughs> yeah, not going that's... to encounter
5: you're not going to encounter that many muskies yeah. i mean yeah. it's it's again we're talking about time on the water you're talking about repetitions you're talking about yes, you know exactly. just just you know handling fish dealing with fish you're mm-hmm. not you're never going nothing can replace that with musky fishing mm-hmm. because you know you can go out there musky fishing and spend all the time on the water you want but if you're in the wrong spots you're not going to contact fish mm-hmm. but if you go to a certain spot on on a lake erie tributary if I stand there long enough, I'm, uh,
2: that's what I'm you gonna... think, and that's why it's frustrating. <laughs> you know? That's why it's really? frustrating, right there. I think I agree. With you really,
0: you're going to run into one.
2: Yeah, one. But the guy next to you is going to rail 150, and you're going to go home so angry, like what was I doing wrong? Like,
5: name some place where you can do that with musky fishing.
2: And I mean, not like those numbers. You no.
5: can't. You, the oh. answer is you can't. You is cannot. This?
1: Are, are we changing our name to Steelhead Hunks? I feel <laughs> no, like yeah.
5: absolutely not. If
1: if we change our name to Steelhead Hunks, you will be down one sponsor <laughs> and one hunk. So Little asterisk. Man. I want to get. I want. We touched on the Steelhead stuff, and I agree with you guys. I think it for my limited limited experience, it was a very nice change of pace last year. Hey guys,
5: and, I love to bluegill fish. I do. I, I mean, I mean it. I love to fish for bluegill. Me. Too. That doesn't mean I'm gonna plan my weekends around fishing for bluegill
0: well I, I think in a simple way like what i i feel like maybe what i'm catching what owen's saying is a lot and, and i don't mean it in a bad way so i hope it don't come across that way
1: oh here we go there's a, there's a <laughs> lot of fish you can
0: kind of figure out in a sense
1: yes mm-hmm.
0: but if you ever think that you figured musky out it oh. will slap you in the face exactly yes hard. real hard They will put you right in your back. If you think you've got them figured out, guess what? I promise every person on here and every person listening to this, they will put you in your place.
2: I said that a few episodes back. I was like, even locally, I felt like it sounds cocky, but I felt like I beat the local species. You know, I go out any day, I can catch ten carp. I can go out any day, I can catch a dozen bass. Yeah,
4: (laughs) not baby
1: (laughs) carp, Joel.
4: Right,
2: Joel. Not a baby Baby
1: carp. That's the
3: thing. I gotta
4: hear We this. talk about this all the time. They just don't exist. They don't it <laughs> doesn't it has doesn't happen.
0: I mean, has anyone on this podcast ever caught like has anyone on this podcast ever caught like a 12 or 15? Oh Doug,
2: curb? man, do I got a spot for you that I ugh. but Jesse would have that puppy cleared out quick. What have you, you ever go. caught
0: a 12 or 15-inch cart? Yeah. That's Joel's question dozens
2: a day. Dozens a day, Joel. Oh. And, and and your posse knows where it's at.
0: Knows.
4: <laughs> this is Joel's
2: question. I'm just asking it for him. He loves this yeah. question. Yeah.
4: Go ahead, Joel. What? As far as the I I just all the years, I just never have seen a small carp. Like, <laughs> small <laughs> one, a small one is like 18 inches, you know. Uh or or I'm talking well, you know, that eight to 10, 12 inch mm-hmm. carp range. I just never, you know, lived on a waters. Crooked creaks in my backyard. Here, there's all kinds of fish swimming around. You know, we have plenty a little of small suckers, but like little carp. Like they're rare. No, <laughs> well, no. What's, no, what's the like growth cycle birds? of them? Because they, like we, you know, we've grow talked,
5: super fast. We've talked about those Dorados or whatever the saltwater fish that uh, Joe Cermelli talked about. That that basically by year five it weighs fifty pounds. You know. Mm-hmm.
2: I think they grow quick. It's a matter of finding ones that are stunted because we have a local pond here. I'm not. I can't drop it because this is a this is a local prized possession. But we have a little teeny shit pond behind a that is just packed to the brim of stunted carp. Hmm. And and that you won't find a carp over twenty. I mean, twenty inches is a big carp in this pond. That's wow. like a trophy. Is there little... is
5: there a limit? Like, I mean, is there a a creel? No. I don't know. No, because, because... the boat fisherman no. and they'll kill like a hundred of them. Uh-huh. Wouldn't wouldn't stunted carp make a fairly decent sucker substitute? Oh yeah. It's flathead candy. Yeah, I mean that seems like kind of perfect if Tom if Tom's got access to this, like yeah. Now I gotta go into hiding. Of, I gotta go a honey protection, hole of, of,
3: of dwarf carp. Screw them catfish. I'm eating <laughs> <laughs> these things.
2: Oh, yeah. planet of dwarf <laughs> carp. Yep. So I think it's a matter of just finding a bunch. Like you hear about like bluegill. You can't catch big bluegill when there's a billion of them because they're all competing for food. I think you got to find a carp area like that where you're just so freaking packed full of carp that they can't grow. You know what I mean? Or even like a small area, like a small pond, small creek.
4: Well, my, my theory on it was, you know, uh, you know, I'm assuming why you don't see them much is because... They're highly coveted, probably by <laughs> predatory fish. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They just—that's what they want. You know, and they're—they're they're basically in hiding till they get big enough that you know it's going to take a big fish to eat them. But mm-hmm. you know, obviously they're around. But just over all the years, like I've never seen one, caught one. You know, I've had enough night crawlers sitting on the bottom, corn, <laughs> bread, everything. <laughs> When's it my turn? You know, when do I catch that
2: ball? Well, Joe, I'll take I'm you. After? I'll take you on a guided baby carp trip any day you want.
0: Yeah, please. <laughs> and listen, I, I know <laughs> Ryan's. Ryan's getting a little nervous. We going to get back on the musky stuff. I'm dying uh, over Tom, here, dude. But Tom, listen, let's get let's get Joel on some 12 to 15 inch carp any day. I'll trade that's you a trip. That's right.
1: that's, that's <laughs> to I gotta see. We'll a take picture. you
0: musky fishing anytime you want to go.
5: Get him. I'll get Joel.
1: I got it. I got it. I, I right. gotta see this picture of Joel holding yes. an 8 inch carp, too, please. It's gonna be epic. <laughs> yeah, I'll get I him wanna, I want to
5: see if Tom. I want to see if if these 12 to 18 inch carp are the same as Tom's barbecue chicken flatbread yeah you know it never does not exist <laughs> it's not, just a myth <laughs>
1: just the myth you see like the occasional picture on the internet of uh-huh. it but it's never. from google
2: you know it's from google it's not real <laughs> i want to
1: we we have talked multi-species and i want to get back to muskies yeah. really bad Sorry. I don't. I mean, I don't
4: know about everybody else. I'm having fun doing this. All right. Let's (laughs) stay on it then, Joel. Uh, You're in charge. We'll do whatever you want. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm not in charge.
7: (laughs) Ryan's a
5: moderator. I got a couple of, of, uh, you know, business related questions for Bang and Bottom. So you got we got a couple of different guys here. So, Doug, you've got a boat. Something yes, just happened with Tom. Like Tom just had some type of a meltdown there. Like yeah. I don't know what the <laughs> hell happened. He's
2: catching carp.
5: He got upset. Yeah. We changed the subject.
2: <laughs> I smashed my hand off the desk. Okay, I I broke a finger there. We're good.
5: So so we got Doug. I know you got a, a a big a big nice boat. Like what is the boat that you're taking clients out in?
0: All right, I have a Lund 2075 Tyee. It's ten, it's uh, twenty foot ten inches.
5: Okay, and what because piney is is uh, horsepower restricted, right?
0: Yes, sir. Yep.
5: So did you just get it with a uh, twenty on it, or did you get a bigger motor? Uh, and a kicker?
0: I got a I got a two twenty five Barratto on it, which I can't use, and then right. I I had, I had a fifteen uh, Pro Kicker on there, and uh, I, I had one which was, was more or less of a, a cold winter issue, but I had a lower unit issue with it. Got it fixed. It ran great, but uh, I had a lot of hours on it. I just put a 20 on it now, but uh, Does yeah. the
5: 20 run it 20, run it better than the 15 or no.
0: Uh, Yeah, I would say, but it's, you're talking 0.2, 0.3 mile an hour, maybe a little less RPM, but it is fuel injected, which is pretty cool. I don't have to mess with a choke or anything like that. Turn the key, it's ready to go.
5: Now, do you, honestly, do you regret getting the 225 Verado on there? Uh,
0: No, because I have kids. You know, I have three kids. So, uh, and and mine's like type of a multi-species, kind of a sport type thing too. So, uh, I do take, I have, it came with a ski pool and, uh we do go tubing once in a while. I take the kids if okay. they if
2: they want to That's go a good pitch for it. the wife and the family. Yeah, it
0: is. Yeah. Get a fishing boat.
2: <laughs> but Use, they, they don't you even honestly,
0: saw me. Care that much the anymore. Yeah, they don't care that much anymore, but we do they do go knee boarding once in a while and tubing and stuff. So and it, it runs fine. I mean it's probably on that boat at 225, probably 50 mile an hour, roughly that you know, not much more than that. The twenty probably about six point four. Yeah. If I get Joel to stand up front, I get about six six. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: premier trolling speed, baby. Oh yeah. oh yeah,
5: And Jesse, what are you running?
7: I got a nineteen foot Stratus three eighty six XF. It's got like a hundred inch beam. I mean, there's serious rear end in it. You know, I mean for trolling, it's like yeah, lots of room. The roam back there so it's i mean it's fiberglass it's sturdy it, it can handle anything you could throw at it i've added in five footers on st clair never
5: is that more back. of a bass boat profile no it's a it's a deep v just like a deep uh, v okay like more of just a just like a ranger
7: basically like a it'd be like a 19 foot ranger type of boat with the windshield gotcha. and everything you know gotcha shield it's i got all full enclosure for you know bad weather all that now, is that oh, cool. the same
2: boat you used for flatheading or different? No, boat? I had a oh, okay. Pro V like
7: tiller motor with all wide open. My boy Mark Smith actually still uses the
1: boat to this day. Team Steady Ripping. Steady Ripping boat. Hmm. Yeah. Great
5: all right now i the the main the main 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 i I wanted to talk to here i (laughs) want
0: to talk to let's go (laughs) i want to talk to love i'll put the dj music in again so
5: so so just so you know i mean if you've listened to the podcast like i've uh, my lake that i grew up kind of fishing was canada is canadota lake which is nine nine restricted so it is literally a a pond with pontoon boats on it and that's about it you know there there are a handful of fishing boats so i've i started with an old pontoon boat and i my dad and i kind of tried to retrofit it to to make it more fishing capable and that just didn't work out very well but i'd see luffy fishing out of a pontoon boat and i always thought to myself like the pontoon boat really if you think about it has to be just about the perfect musky fishing craft in terms of giving you a couple of different large platforms to cast off of if you want to in a million different spaces (laughs) places to be able to put trolling apparatus and move them and put them anywhere and then Mm -hmm. in none of that impeding on your ability to use the inside of the pontoon boat you know what i mean like you still have the entire enclosure to be workable for you your family whatever so i want to hear more about the pontoon setup and 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 what we need to learn about setting up a <laughs> pontoon for muskies
2: i've said before i think it's like the, like you said the ideal craft i think it's just the thing guys are like scared to use them maybe like a
5: well, pontoons. Like an, I don't my, want a pontoon, my, opinion, man, 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 like, my my understanding is that first of all, pontoons are not nearly as sturdy in the wind and waves as people think they are. Like in big on big water. Um, it, now I it, maybe I'm wrong in that, but I've I've asked a couple of guys that fish on big water, like why wouldn't you want a a pontoon? And I guess it's you know because it's all straight. You know, I I. I don't know the it physics of all this. Oh,
0: it's it sits pretty high in the water. If you're yeah, yeah basically five you footers. Know. But for our inland lakes, set them upright. They're they're money, and and Luffy's proof of it. I mean, he catches a ton of muskie on his pontoon boat. I
8: mean, he can so tell you the king of the.
4: Let's pontoon. hear about the pontoon boat. Here. Yeah, go ahead, Love.
8: It started. Um, it started about three. Well, about 4 years ago one night after work me Doug Brady and his friend we went we went to Pima Tuning, first time Brady went musky fishing and uh I think we got three or four and and he was hooked like <laughs> I don't know what happened the next day at school or anything I don't know the attention he got but he wanted the musky fish after that <laughs> and uh he kept Call Doug. Call Doug. Doug's already fishing. You know, <laughs> the next weekend. Uh, call Doug. I said you can't sleep till noon and then want to call Doug. He's already fishing. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: and then, you can and then, call uh, Dawn Senior.
7: That's yeah. when Don Senior goes. There's a window from like midnight to like <laughs> 8 a.m. Yeah. that he's not fishing. <laughs>
8: and then uh, he said we should get our own boat. And 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 my wife was sitting there on her phone and she was like, I'm okay with that. And and it was oh, just like, oh, bingo. Yeah, yeah, but I don't want a fishing boat is her exact words. I want something we can take the family out and enjoy it. And it wasn't two or three days later, Doug said, hey, guy at work selling a selling a pontoon boat and uh, went down, yeah. and looked at that, that
0: kid's life.
8: <laughs> <laughs> and, and and that's what that's what I call it. The, the The day Brady caught that fish, you know, the fish of 10,000 casts, I called it the fish of ten thousand dollars. right (laughs) from from that point on it was it was done you know and then I went looked at the boat it was a fishing fund so all the seating was in the middle it had the jump seats in the back jump seats in the front I yanked them out real quick you know (laughs) and uh it came with a slip out Lake Arthur we we went looked at the boat bought it the next day and then then it was the weekend and the boat sitting there at a slip and at Lake Arthur and he's like let's go musky fishing and I'm like we have nothing like (laughs) (laughs) we don't have rods oh yeah you got a hundred fishing poles in the garage oh this is where it
2: got
7: expensive
8: yeah we don't have rod (laughs) holders we'll hold them i don't even got a fish finder oh that's cheating i was like (laughs) going musky fishing we're going musky fishing no matter what i say and we did We, we we went out my wife drove the boat we're holding rods with spinner baits on it with an app on our phone telling us how fast we're going, and that's how it started. And it was
0: that's how we went. The first time me and you went, right?
8: <laughs> yeah, we, we ended up app. hooking one that day, and it was and and we don't even know what we're doing. We don't we have a walleye net, and I fight this fish for a lot. He he ends up breaking my line, and I just look over and and I could see the look on my wife's face like you don't need all that fancy stuff. See, we just caught one. And I was just like, uh, we shouldn't have caught one that day, you know. <laughs> that was that was a bad move. But then it just started with that night. And then like I said, Doug came ended up coming out with us and showing us some ropes. And that that's when it all started. Uh he came out with us, we trolled, we got one. I still didn't have a net at the time. I yeah. I had
0: to bogey it, and you didn't have an axe. We had to I mean, use that for the phone for the speed.
8: Yeah. <laughs> you know that. Yeah, no fish finder. Not but we caught note. one, and we no. caught it
0: on uh, Legend Corp Mojo. I remember that. Yep.
8: It just, you know, and then I a it Leo just lore. escalated from that point on. You're like, oh, I'm only going to do two rods, <laughs> you know. I need some line counters and it started with two, and then four, and then six. Now I'm like, where can I put another rod? Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so your rod
5: holders, like, where do you have your rod holders mounted on the, you know, the the aluminum
8: pontoon railings? Yes, yeah, so on the square rail, I have, uh, I have the double, uh, double clamp down east with the fat AZ extensions, extensions that, that tilt. And then I use the, uh, the down east uh clamp on with a fat az tube for for my boards and never any worries that that aluminum
5: tubing is that square tubing isn't going to be
8: no that's so, I I, I like the is...
5: only thing that worries me it just doesn't you know what i mean like it doesn't feel as sturdy as having it bolted to the boat that, you know, right. you have on a Ranger or a Lund or something like that. I've, I always look at that and I'm like, man, that just does not look like it's going to really
8: hold that thing. It holds. I had Doug, he got me some uh, stainless plates. So uh, we did a, like a stainless U that goes over the uh, over the railing so that so it's actually okay. clamped on. I gotcha. Oh, no, that makes a lot of sense. So it can't mm-hmm. like pop off.
5: Right, right.
8: They're on their tight. I mean, I never yeah. had an issue with that. Mm-hmm. I and do speak. you have a
5: bow mounted trolling motor
8: on that? No, no trolling motor. I run out 20 Honda and that's for everything. Okay. You, so you pretty much troll
2: exclusively though. So that's right. Yeah.
8: That's All right, perfect.
5: When, when we, when I had my first pontoon boat that my dad and I were trying to like refit, I had an 80 pound, I bought a, a trolling motor on eBay or on Craigslist or something. Um, and it was an, I think it was an 80 pound thrust and that thing moved an 18 foot pontoon boat. Pretty damn good.
6: Yeah.
2: That's a big motor. 80 pounds is a big trolling motor.
8: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was a serious, serious thing. Hmm. Besides, I mean, it's comfy. It's big. There's room that, the only issue I run into is, is unhooking the fish out of the net with that railing. Cause I don't have a back gate. So you have to kind of bend over into the water oh. to, to unhook them, but we do release from the side gates. That makes it easier. I can lay down, open a side gate to release. But the initial getting the hooks out, that can be a that can be a pain. But I'm looking into getting a back a back gate made. Some someone that can manufacture weld aluminum to get me a an opening in the back. That's the so next. The step.
0: Fir- first time I went with you, we had <laughs> we had the boga. I had the boga. The fish. In, in the back of the boat. Yeah, just, I only had a walleye we didn't net. didn't have a he, net. He's net like, net, hand yeah.
8: me the net. And I
3: handed it to him, and he just looked what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's nothing wrong with a walleye net, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how you learn,
5: man. Yeah. That's oh, how you yeah. learn at this shit. Man. Oh, I've learned. That's <laughs> the right best. Bo
7: the biggest fish of the year. Oh, fishing yeah. Fishing earlier in the year. Biggest fish. Well, the fattest fish of the year. I mean, this thing was an absolute monster that Doug caught while we were crappy fishing <laughs> on a musky lure. I was cat- kind of like yeah. trying to catch crappies and he picked up the musky rod and cast it and was like, here, I'll show you how to catch a musky." <laughs> he cast <laughs> it into like one foot of water. It was a little lucky. Pumped, pumped the, mus- the rod like two times. And he's like, oh, I got one. I'm like, yeah, what do you got, a stick? Because I look, I mean, he just cast into all this like fallen timber. <laughs> so <laughs> this thing comes popping up and I'm like, what the? I'm like, I couldn't believe my eyes. It got over to the side of the net. There it oh, is. Oh, God. This thing came over to the side of the net. My boy got that the crappy boy. net out. And I'm like, <laughs> put that net away. Give me the biker grip. It you was in between fish? the double anchor. Ro- we had two anchors out to keep see that. Ryan? Oh, wow. It was in between the anchor ropes. And I'm reaching down there trying to grab the leader like it's a Marlin with a bugger. <laughs> I swear, first try, whack wow, right on the end of his jaw. I was like, I got him.
1: <laughs> look at that little
7: look at that little
1: fish
3: right <laughs> tell him about our boy on the river we saw this year with the oh my uh, God dude
1: this is I we have not told this story yet I let don't think let him have
3: it, let them have it
1: dude. So we're we're on the, I got this is this is something I hope i never see again but I'm glad <laughs> I did crazy. see it at least once so we're out fishing on the river and this we're we're pitching this one spot and we look and there's another boat like dead center of the river. And these guys are casting. You can tell they're musky fishing. Well, they hook up, and we look over there, and it's like pure bedlam, right? Like they're running around the boat, like yelling. I feel like screaming. Like all this stuff is going on. How big do you think this fish was? In reality, it was at least forty inches.
3: I was I was gonna say thirty nine to forty one, maybe. Right in there.
1: So we're gonna say like you know thirty nine to forty one. But they get this fish to the side of the boat. And I swear to you guys, this kid pops over the side of the boat with one of those little freaking like butterfly nets from Dollar Tree. <laughs> like it's not it, it's not even like a big sucker net. It's literally like I, I don't even know what to call net. it.
3: It would be small if you were trout fishing on opening day somewhere.
1: <laughs> like it was tiny. It was like, it was literally like he took the bait net from like the Lund, you know, live well and he's le- he's leaning over the side of the boat we're watching this like unfold he's leaning over the side of the boat and he like he takes the net and just jams it in the fish's face grabs it by the tail and just boat flips the thing right into the <laughs> side of the boat and it like you can hear it like hit the deck it's like wham and you hear it, like thrashing around and i'm like did that just happened, and we laughed. We laughed about that for like forty-five minutes. I couldn't even. I had to stop fishing. It's like, literally, like if you guys could just incredible. picture that, it was unbelievable. <laughs> he's like trying to like scoot, like he's trying to scoot the net in front of the fish's face, and he's like, just, "Well, he we had
2: the right idea. That's how you got to do it. Get the <laughs> head in, yeah.
3: he went head first. He get the head in, and I'll that. get on the boat. He I'm pretty sure that head right in there, and then grab the tail and."
1: I'm pretty sure he, he, like, snagged the bait and just boat flipped it. Right into the boat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that was fun. That was a good story.
0: Hey, Ryan, can we, t- can we talk about you shaking and bleeding a little bit? We Joel, can talk.
1: We can talk. About
0: Joel kind of likes that, Bleed, shaking dude. and bleeding.
1: I got a, I got a little <laughs> issue. I don't know what's going on with Joel's mic. I keep muting him, but we're going to unmute him so we can talk about this. <laughs> Joel got, did, a little did. shaking and bleeding. Where do you guys want to start with this one?
0: Wherever Joel wants to start. He's still have
2: unmuted. Yeah. I'm yeah, gone. I
1: can't hear him. Go ahead, I mean, Joel. Just
4: uh, tell the story. Just how, how it went down. You. That's all <laughs> how just how went. it went
1: down.
0: Yeah, tell tell a little bit of a story about the three the three the three over forty PD. Okay.
1: All right. So lie. Before we, before, cause I didn't, we didn't really talk about this on this podcast in great detail. I tried to go through it fairly quickly because I was covering the St. Clair trip and our charter. So, you know, I just want to like, I want to talk about this a minute because scheduling a trip with you guys, you know, for me, this is like a super exciting thing because I'm desperately trying to learn, you know, Pima tuning. I wanted to fish at home. You know, I want to be able to fish here closer to home. And, you know, so I was genuinely like excited to come up there and fish with you guys. Thinking about a potential like fish over 40 inches, you know, like revisiting last year, you know, last year we had like we lost so many fish. And then you guys brought me out for the third day and we got those two fish over 40. I was just like genuinely excited at a chance at like another personal best fish because i know like this is the time of year where you know it's starting to get like it was like the end of july you know the water's warming up a little bit and it just like one of those things that excites me because i know these fish you get into an area where you could you have a potential to get you know a good size fish and and potentially like numbers of fish i just love this time of year so knowing you know what you guys do on Pima Tuning. And how you, you know, the year that you've had to this point with fish, like, I was, I was like, I was coming off of St. Clair, I was ready to go, got fired up. So with that said, you know, we get out on the water, and Jesse, how long do you think we're out on the water for? Because I, I I'm I'm looking at the footage now, and it appeared to me like it was like, maybe an hour and a half, hour, 40 minutes, something like that. The, sound the bar. Six, Two hours. So,
7: yeah. I think we made one pretty long pass at first, just looking around, and then on the way back down when it all started. I <laughs> yeah, I was
0: going to say roughly two hours. I, I think that we started around nine thirty, and I want to say that stuff started real close to eleven thirty, give or take, you know, half an hour. Time, yeah.
1: Okay, so we're we're out there, and this is something I I may never experience again. Maybe, maybe next year. I don't know. Maybe next year on the bang and bottom, we'll, maybe we'll get four over maybe 40. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're going, we're trolling this area. First rod goes off. You know, we start the trip with what? What was that? A four? We're going to call 41. it a 40, 41. Yep. So first fish 41, you know, to me, that's like, holy crap. We got on over 40 to start. Like that's, that's a great start on, on this trip. <laughs> So I was feeling, I was feeling pretty good. I was actually sitting there. I was like, I'm going to rip this clip off and we're going to get this thing backed up. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. We're going to watch this thing on the boat and it's going to be great. And and Joel and I are going to be high fiving and it's going to be one of those things where, so we, I'm start, I pull my phone out and we start ripping that clip off the camera. You guys start setting rods back out after we release the first fish. And then Jesse, what happened? <laughs>
7: Literally, I was put, I had, it hit the outside board, so I brought the outside board in, and I, you know, I let it out around the inside one, I don't even bring the inside one in, so I was letting it out, and I let a bunch of line out so it would get back past the the inside board, and click the bell over, you know, and I'm just holding the rod, and the board shooting out behind, you know, out to the outside, and as it's going out, I'm like walking over to put it in the rod holder, and it just (laughs) gets murdered right in my hands, I mean, it was screaming, and I'm like, holy shit! There's a fish on here. I was like, here, and he—I hand Brian the rod. It literally almost ripped the rod out of my hands because I was reaching out to put it in the rod in the, the the tree on the side of the boat, the rod tree, and you know, so I wasn't—I didn't have the best grip at that. So it's either.
2: already under tension from the board. Oh yeah, I was you're like, going you know, for reaching the reaching
7: around up, sticking yeah. it in the rod, dude. And it like right at that, right before the rod went into the rod holder, Boom. It just, I mean, it almost, for
2: anyone that doesn't know, I had my first board experience this year and I learned how hard they pull. So, like, if that holder, or that rod's not in the holder and you're fighting a, bo- like, holding it with just the board, even that alone, man, that's right. like enough to rip a rod out of your hand.
7: And then a 45 incher is what was on yeah, Then it hits it. Yeah, yeah. Fresh, too. A, a fresh was one. 45
3: and a half. Yeah.
0: 45 and a half. Yeah. I think Donnie's up for right here. It wasn't little. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I was just gonna ask. So this, this, the forty-five ate the same bait that the forty.
7: Yeah, twice yes. in a row. Like in fifteen, this was like not even. What was it? Not even. It was like what ten minutes or something.
0: I don't even know. No, it could have been, been that long.
7: It wasn't even that long because I was just putting it back out. Like it just yeah, got right. eaten, so I was right. putting it back out. But and and, was a Leo course, and to scare
0: you away, Donnie, it was a, uh, it was a purple tagger, mag, Leo, Mojo Ooh. Mag.
3: I got one of those.
0: Yeah, the one I have it got that weird walk to it, and I don't know if that's the reason, but it catches fish, and it caught plenty of fish that day or that the whole weekend. Walk, they work.
1: So, so then, okay, so we get the we get the fish in the bag, and I can remember I was telling Doug about this. It's like. As I'm reeling this fish in, he gets the board off and I turn and I look and I like literally like locked eyes with this fish. Right. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching its head shakes. And it's like, it's not like little head shakes. It's like back to back, <laughs> side to side, like in the footage, you can see it. Like, it's just, this fish is angry. So we get it, we get it in the bag and I, all I can remember. And I, I see, I'm reliving <laughs> this now. Cause I've been watching, I've been working on the footage. I can remember Doug saying, it's a jumbo, and then literally, like, as soon as I looked down, I was—he's like, ah, he's like, I think it could be, it could be, and I'm like, oh my god, and all I could <laughs> think of was Joel because I made a bet with Joel. I'm singing tonight. I made a bet with <laughs> yeah. Joel and Doug, right? Joel's shaking his head. I'm gonna unmute him right now. <laughs> so what? Hopefully, this works with the microphone. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to unmute. You have to hit the button. So what what uh, what was the bet? Oh, the bet was uh, you were going <laughs> to sing karaoke
4: if you got a new personal best. And <laughs> I was there. Me and Jesse
0: was already high-fiving. Group. We knew.
4: Yep. Basically, yeah. I figured it would happen. I didn't think it would happen. But. I was ready to cash cash out,
3: you know. <laughs> me <laughs> and Jesse, yeah.
0: if you watch the video, me and Jesse already high five. We already knew it was your personal best. Right, so, J
7: Dog? Oh well,
1: yeah. I knew it was big for sure. <laughs> we knew it was a jumbo. So so basically we get we get like the 41, 45 and a half. I'm at this point okay. So, this 45 and a half. Let me explain this. So, yeah, Doug went to hand me the fish with the boga. And me being an idiot, (laughs) I want to stick my hand up in this fish, right? Because, like, I don't know, it's just I struggle taking pictures of the boga, especially with bigger fish. So, no,
2: you got to. You did everything
0: right.
1: You got to take the fish, right? Yeah,
2: right. You just didn't want us making fun of you for using boga. I don't don't
1: care. I don't (laughs) care about the boga because I'll be honest with you, the boga on the little fish. Like it's I, safe. I will not moving forward. I will not put my hand in a fish that's like thirty inches or lower. Like maybe even like a thirty-one, thirty-two. Like I don't see the
2: ones you lip like a bass. I don't
1: even want to pick them up. <laughs> I just want to pop them behind the <laughs> boat because I Swink knows this. Like I had one at Arthur, like do the same thing, and it tore me up. So this fish, I get my hand up in there, and all I can remember is I, I like looked at Joel and i was just like my my face had to look insane because like my hand went into this fish and i couldn't see my hand anymore like i couldn't i didn't know what was going on up in there because it was just the head on this fish was just big yeah exactly so the fish i like if you look at the footage like joel and jesse were taking a picture and i like took this fish and i tried to so leo taught me this you know this this like sideways hold you know not vertical not vertical Whoa swink, not vertical, just like a little oh. side little pose. You know, you're holding you're supporting a belly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I tried to do that with this fish, and she did not like it. <laughs> she thrashed, I almost dropped her, held on, it was fine, picked it up, took another picture, went to hand it back to Doug. And as soon as he went to grab it with the boga, she flipped again. She flipped out and just rolled my hand. Like, my hand just rolled all up in there. I don't know what was going on in there. I just know I tried to hand him back to fish, and I could not get my hand out of there. I was like, ah.
0: Yeah, but you did great. That was tough.
1: Yeah, so I pull, mm-hmm. I pull, I pull it out, and the pictures will be in the video.
0: That's the best picture I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. you, <laughs> we'll Jesse. Sure. I just randomly good job, so Jesse.
3: That was yeah, <laughs> no. That's good. So, that should be on the front cover
0: yeah Jesse did great on that picture,
1: so it it was uh we we get that fish release, and I looked at my hand, and I'm like, it's bleeding, so they patched me up, you know, send me back in coach that's what we did there, and we pulled forward probably i think by my estimation, seven minutes later, yeah you know what happened there, Joel, let me unmute you again well uh i I had a brand new
4: Uh, I put it in the water, and as soon as I put it in the water, I thought, "Man, this thing's going to catch a fish." There's no question in my mind here. You know, something's going to happen, and it was out four minutes. Boom, fish on the side. There it is.
1: So that fish was. What do we say? Forty-four and three quarter. Three quarter. Yep. So that that whole thing transpired. We got the 41, the 45 and a half and a 44 and three quarter in 23 minutes by my estimation.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't happen much, but it happened
1: so you takes it takes me longer
2: than 23 minutes to get my shit unsnagged out of the motor <laughs> after I catch a fish.
1: yeah, exactly. Well, these guys they they get you right back in and you're just you're moving right along so. It was it was crazy, dude. I'll never forget that. That was probably one of my favorite moments, just musky fishing in general. I've never seen anything like that. And you know, it was cool because you know, it was like having Joel, Jesse, and Doug on the boat. You know, after fishing with you guys last year and and just going through like we had so much crazy weather, you know, last year it was like three crazy days on the water. And then we finally get two stable days, you know, this year and it just happened. And it was, it was something that I'll never forget. So it was a How lot of fun. How many fish
0: did you catch in them two days?
1: Remember? I, so I remember 12 <laughs> for, and it should have been 13, but we lost, we lost the one. And, and I had like in the footage, like the, I swear to you, I thought that lure was coming. Like the lure popped right at the back of the boat and just slammed off the back of your motor. Yeah. <laughs> almost me in the face. <laughs> oh my God. It was bad, but. Yeah, so that, uh, you know, 12 for 13, probably a couple other rips. I think Joel, you know, we probably had a couple other rips there. Throughout if I remember,
0: trip. we had 18 bites in two days.
1: Yeah, something like that. So,
0: Which is not normal, I guess, in some sense. But you take the good with the bad. And yeah, like and that- Joel always says, you know, you know, and and that's one of the things that we and, – and I hope that everyone takes it out Maybe – and we haven't talked about it much. But maybe they take it out of this podcast. But I mean, you, you take the good with the bad. You, you know, it's people like to say, and I'll say it for Joel when he can speak on it, but people like to say a grind or, you know, they're working so hard. But work and fishing are two different things. And as soon as you cross that line and make that fishing like work, you ruin fishing. And in, in my eyes, yeah, no, yes. I love
5: all these guys that are out there grinding. You know, yeah. everyone—it's <laughs> all about the grind. It's all yeah, listen,
0: listen to the Joel talk on it's that. About, and,
5: yeah, it's it's all it's all about working harder, the working harder than you. I'm gonna I'm gonna outwork you.
0: Yes, and and that's a bad. And honestly, the people that that, that lose the sight of of musky because musky fishing isn't easy, and everybody everybody here knows that. Everyone that listens to these podcasts know that it's not easy. But it's a hell of a lot easier than working, you know. It's, <laughs> it's, yep. it, it's not working, you know. It's hard, yes. And it, it's what drives us. Like like Joel, I know uh, Joel doesn't do it anymore. But like Jesse and Luffy and myself, and I don't, I don't know how many of you guys do it, but we're big archery hunters, you know. And to us, it's the same type of situation, you know. Things are going on out there. You're in the woods or you're doing whatever and things, you know, it's, it's slow, it's quiet, nothing's happening. And then, boom, all of a sudden, just like muskie fishing, a big buck shows up. And I don't know. It's close,
2: too, sometimes. You know?
0: <laughs> and, and, and honestly, that's what it is. It's not work. And when, when you make it work, you, you lost everything there is about fishing. You know? Do me or Joel or Jesse or Luffy, if you're out there with a guy who's paying you money to catch a fish, yeah, when, when you're not catching fish, it's frustrating. But it's not work. I'd rather be fishing every day of the week than I would rather be working. You know, and, and that's that's where it comes into play. Like, let's have fun, let's relax, let's enjoy the day, and let's hope that we catch a muskie. And let's do everything that we possibly can to catch a muskie.
5: And that's all you can do. Yeah. I mean, that, that's literally by definition. All you can do is try to put yourself in the best position to on the, them. on the water that you know best with the baits that you know best in the position that you know best and hope that the muskies are going to cooperate. And if they don't, that's not, you know, that, I mean, that just happens to everybody.
0: Right. Yeah, because the minute you think you're the best guy on the water, and that's never our situation, because I tell people all the time, there's there's guys that I know that don't catch many musky or, or that maybe do catch a lot of musky. There's guys that, you know, like I said, they catch musky or they don't catch musky or whatever. There's times we're not the best guys on the water. And, yeah, granted, we strive to be the best guys on the water, but it doesn't always happen that way. But we're consistent. And, I, and, and to me, that's, that's where we live. We don't live on being the best guy on the water. In any waters, we live our life, like, what we do is consistency. You know, like, I try to explain it to people, like, we have a little bit of a more of an advantage of people who do it as a living. We don't do it as a living. We all have jobs, just like all you guys have jobs. If we don't catch a muskie, if I take you out, if I take Owen out and we don't catch a muskie, we get skunked. You know what, Owen, I'm going to offer you to come out with us again. Like Donnie, like we didn't have a great day with Donnie. We had a couple bites. I think we I want to say we had three bites. We took Donnie and and a couple guys out and we didn't have a great day. I think I think because Ryan caught all the fish.
3: That's exactly what I'm give them all <laughs> Ryan, enough, well, Ryan sore lips
5: <laughs> Well, I come from, I come from the opinion that of Ryan, you know, like I'm, I'm on the side of Ryan where if I'm, if I'm going to go out on the water with guys like you guys, even if it's for a half a day, full day, whatever it is, my goal is not necessarily how many fish am I going to catch in that four hours or that eight hours? It's like, okay, what am I, able to learn from these guys it's going to allow me to hopefully catch fish on whatever body of water i decide to go back and fish on you
2: know so steal so that, all the spots and the waypoints
5: now <laughs> now i'm sure it's a lot different if you get some guy that pays you and just wants to come and sit on his uh, sit sit on the boat and be on his phone mm-hmm. and expect to hear the rod rip and in and, and uh and catch a muskie. you know that that is not what it's all about
7: exactly
5: yes and yeah, we get, we get we and we get both
7: model, and, But i and, love the guys that like to learn
0: yeah they're and, like uh, favorite. she can you. say speak on it luffy has been out there enough with us and and joel can speak on it where yes we have the guys that all they want is a pitcher with a big muscle. right and that's fine
5: right yeah i mean, I mean yeah you can't knock that for. i mean if, right exactly you, i mean no there's nothing nothing against
0: that yeah and there's guys that want to learn. And Joel, and I don't even have to say anything. I don't have to say anything to Jesse or LaFayette or Joel, but I'll let Joel speak on it. But we've taken a bunch of people out this year, musky fishing, that actually want to learn how to musky fish and and, and have musky fish. It's not just they want to learn. They have been doing it, and limited success. And Joel, what have you taken from the guys that, that wanted to learn this year? And I already know the answer, but I'm going to let you speak on the answer. Like, well, I mean, what if people have to- told you that they've been doing wrong this year?
4: The line length, you know, is the biggest thing guys say, you know, they're, they're putting out 50, hundred feet of line thinking these fish are boat shy, whatever. And uh, basically probably what it comes down to is they're putting their baits way too deep. You know, they're putting baits below fish, uh, you know, and their thing is, well, I can't believe the fish comes that close to the boat. There's been like maybe two or three guys this year that have sent us pictures after we took them out. You know, they struggled for a while; didn't catch any fish. We took them Can, out, showed them. Are
0: good. Yeah,
4: Ken's a good.
1: And boom, you know, they're out there now. They're out there catching fish now too. So. Well, so the one part that you said that I think cut out that I heard was too that's important, like guys just in general running baits too deep. I know I did that for years, you know, like you're fishing below the fish. Like a lot of times, even in like 15 feet of water, I was running baits 12 plus feet down, you know, and we were getting snagged and snagged and snagged and snagged. And it's because, you know, essentially we're just running bait, you know baits too deep. And And Joel kind of said there, you know, you guys are kind of focusing on that, that specific area, whether it's like five to eight down or whatever, you know, whatever it is there. Hopefully, uh we're, we're getting Joel back here. I think he dropped off and came back on.
4: Yeah. Is it, is it sound
1: any better? Sounds, oh, yeah. Oh, it better. sounds a lot better.
4: Okay.
2: And you're so, on your, your Wi-Fi this time instead of the neighbor's. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm, I got unlimited data, so I'm using that. Uh, there. There it's go. crispy now. <laughs> It is but, crispy. Brian,
0: uh, not not to interrupt that, but like we could go to like Luffy on a, a situa- situation like this where if you want to go newer, like, you know, like he said he's had a boat for 3 years. Yeah, he, he's fished with me 4 5 6 years. We've been friends our whole lives, but he could touch base with you as a, a if you want to bring it to the audience as a newer musky guy. He's been in these situations, the same with Joel's talking about, and he's only came out five or six trips this year where he's ran into the same exact thing as Joel said. And I already knew the answer. That's why I let Joel go with it. But Luffy can tell you the guys are telling us just They told Luffy the same thing, you know, they're all, some of the guys don't have line counters. Some do. Some guys are, like Joel said, they're putting 50 feet of line out. They have no idea where, where the lure's running. Good luff. You can tell them uh the bill guy we had earlier in the year.
8: Yeah, they're just uh they're basically they're not using line counters. A lot of the guys don't have them and they're just chucking the baits out there saying that looks good and then start driving away. You know, that's no idea how you know where their baits are running. And it's that's the biggest thing Put that now, bait you, got, in front of you
5: guys are very specific in the baits that you run <clears throat> so you get to know them very well and i I know i follow all you guys on instagram and so i'm always watching what everyone's fishing with and you guys are heavy on leos if not if not exclusively leos and that's actually kind of a question i had for you guys uh todd leoparty just just posted a picture of of guys putting uh, their stickers on the on their boats, like the uh, you know the team Leo, Leo Party lures, and like uh, you know being part of the the team aspect of it. Like, is that all you guys run, or do you guys dabble with anything else?
0: No, yeah, we dabble with everything else. Okay, um, and Leo being a great friend, I work with Leo, so. Okay. And, and 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 Leo will tell you, he'll be the first person to tell you. He's honest, and and not that he likes it, but before he made a mojo or a magnum, mojo magnum, however you want to call it, everything was Shayla Shad's musky dogs, you know. Uh he, he makes the uh the hogs and riffle runners, he makes a lot of baits. And I'm not the only one. Joel can and 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 Jesse. Both of these guys can tell you that before he made the Mojos and the Magnums and we were friends, you know, we worked together and I told him, you know, we were hammer guys. Paul Feck was literally a neighbor of mine. He lived less than two miles from me. That's how I actually met Joel and from Joel, I met Jesse. We caught tons and tons of fish on hammer baits and, and they still work. We still catch fish on them. I mean, they they work. They're a little more aggressive than, say, a Leo lure, but we've caught tons of fish on them, all of us, from St. Clair to Chautauqua to Pomatoon to Lake Arthur. And when Leo first started making the mojo, I worked with him. He gave me a couple to try, and I was running probably four hammer lures to two mojos.
2: Do you know what year this was roughly? Uh
4: I want to say probably say
0: 2015. Eight. I was thinking oh. 17. What'd you say, Joel? I don't know. I was
4: thinking like 2016.
0: 2016. Yeah, yeah, 16 would probably be roughly. Yeah, 15, I, I like 16. That answer. yeah. Okay. 16 is probably good. He gave me a couple of baits to try, and I was running four hammer lures. And 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 not that hammers don't work because we all we still catch fish on hammer lures, scatter, regular, whatever. He gave us he gave me a couple baits to try, painted them some colors I was catching fish on, and they started taking you those. painted them. Uh Leo painted them, yeah. Oh, Leo painted, painted them. Okay. Yeah, Leo painted them colors that I was catching fish on, and he gave me a couple. And uh, I remember playing his day. I had he he painted me what he calls flow perch. Cause I told him chartreuse bellies. It was really good at the time at, at uh, a and he painted me clown, which clown, I can't barely catch a fish on it now, but six, six years ago, everyone in this podcast will tell you clown was unbelievable. I don't catch many yeah. fish on it now, but for two, three years, it was unreal. So regardless, we, we go to the, uh, I so I'm running two of his baits versus four of the hammers, and consistently these baits are going off. And mag magnums weren't even thought of then. And I'm telling my buddies, and they're like, Oh man, I got so many baits, but so many baits, you know. And Joel started, and Jesse started, and 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 we had other guys that we're friends with, and they're like, I can't catch a fish on a mojo. And Joel Joel will tell you his good buddies of his, and Jesse will tell you. I mean. They're like, oh, man, we never catch a fish on a mojo. And I'm like, they work. They're working for us. I mean, even Chautauqua, I'd get it because at that time, we were fishing Chautauqua more than we were fishing tuning or Moraine. I caught my biggest fish is Chautauqua on a mojo, 51 and a half. I mean, it was a beautiful fish, you know, and I'm like, they're working no matter where we go. So we start adding them into the mix. And later, like I said later, he comes on with the Magnum, but, I won't talk bad about any bait. They all work, they all have their time, and Joel's great. When we're on a boat, Joel's great, just like you can see in uh Brian's podcast from last year. You know, Joel put out a eight-inch, uh, I, I would consider an eight-inch uh Wiley killer or Wiley uh King King. 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 Joel puts it out, bang, we get a fish. He puts a 10-inch ziggy out, bang, we get a fish. You know, I mean, you can't – and it's hard because even me. And, and that's why I give so much credit to Joel and, and, and Jesse, anyone. Joel and – like, sometimes I'll get stuck on a certain bait. And I got Joel with me who will try different baits. And I got Jesse with me who will try different baits. But consistently – and, and I don't I, and I mean it in the best way for everyone who makes baits consistently. We catch tons and tons of fish on Leo's. We're not exclusive to that. We do run other baits. And like I said, you get on my boat. Just me personally. I have probably 350 baits. Joel probably has 700. We run other baits. <laughs>
2: That ain't yeah, shit. Dude. Ryan's bringing 500000 when he comes out for yeah. a trip. Yeah. No, honestly, <laughs> I, and I'm
0: being 100% legit. Joel literally has probably 700 plus baits. I have half of what he has. But them that. Leos are so consistent. And I tell people, and, and like Luffy will tell you, Joel, Jesse, Luffy catches more fish than a lot of people that I tell what we're doing. If it's, if it's water depth, if it's line, if it, whatever it is. Some people will still go into the depth that I'm, because I get a lot of phone calls. Jesse gets a lot of phone calls. Joel gets a lot of phone calls. How are you guys catching these fish? Catch so many fish. And we'll help them. We help a lot of people. Because the truth of the matter is, people are spending money to drive to these lakes. They're letting these fish go. They're not keeping them. They're not killing them. Everyone's there to catch a fish. And I like to see people catch fish. So if someone calls me up and asks me for some advice, I give it to them. Right. But some people were stuck on a certain bait. And, and I'm not saying that's wrong. You know, if you're a boss shag guy, I love Paul. He's a great guy. If you're a hammer lure guy, whoever, whatever. If you want to run bucktails, whatever you want to run, that's fine. But I'll, I'll literally and not just me, Joel, Jesse, Luffy, all of us, will tell people what we are doing. And the, and then they'll, they'll respond, oh, I didn't get no action. Well, running I, mo- you, mo- I already told you what I was doing. <laughs> now, it, at that time of the year, maybe you should have been running Mojos or maybe you should be running Max. And I, I tell them people, and, and sometimes I'll get slack from Joel and Jesse and, you know, the whole crew. Man, you you know, you're, you're telling everybody everything, you know, you have so many friends or whatever. But regardless, if I tell you something, if I literally tell you information or Jesse tells you or Joel tells you or Luffy tells you, it's legit. I mean, we don't lie to people. Right. Can so I speak that depth? You know, some people will say, like, I'll say, OK, eight to nine is good right now. Just just example. Fish eight to nine feet of water. Run your mojos 20 feet back, 15. Whatever I tell you, I'm not lying to you. But some guys will go into that depth, but they'll run what they're confident in. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. If you're confident in something, run it. You know, that, that's your confidence because I'm the same way. I get confident in something and I run it. But then guys will say they don't kiss them. But I, I, if I tell Luffy, just, uh, and I'm just using him as an example, he knows me. We've been friends our whole lives. If I tell him something, I'm not lying to him. And he goes out there and he, he'll stick to that. If I say eight to nine is good, he could go three hours with no bites. He's not leaving at eight to nine because he knows if I told him that it's the truth. And
5: all right. So Doug, so you got you and Luffy have known each other what more or less your entire lives, right? Yes. All right. Well, so what's your crock what's your croc collection as compares
0: to his? <laughs> I have none.
4: Thank oh, you. Oh, come on.
5: Thank oh, you. I can't find a minute no I got jumbo feet. Diff- you cannot have Game one stuff. that has cuz <laughs> hear feet. all about Luffy's. I hear all about <laughs> Luffy's croc collection. <laughs> you and, got, and you know, I don't or like a it. race. I don't yeah. see it, but you know, I hear about it. Yeah, I,
0: I, my feet are so big, I wear slides. Yeah. There you go. I mean, I'm a slides again. But him and Tom, they have like some kind of secret war. Mm-hmm.
2: Dog, i'll clue you in you go to Jesse. gabe's gabe's is the home of like size 15 crocs that's what i
0: need
3: 15. About, yeah. yes, are you a croc man or, or
2: what <laughs> i wear
7: i wear uh like hey dudes now are my favorite now yeah, he's he's like high class
0: jesse's yeah. like yeah. but i, I
7: did i do wear crocs but i don't wear the ones
0: that you're thinking of mostly like i wear wait the you guys are all talking all this crocs and hey dudes Let's talk about what Joel wears. Yes,
4: Joel I'm wear? glad you brought that up, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> I could hardly wait to talk here. <laughs> <laughs> I like to wear no balance shoes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <all> my favorite. <laughs> I got two pairs of them, they look identical. One's broken, one's getting there.
1: Uh, wear. I mean, I have a set of Crocs. But Can like, I ask you I why you no call them no balance?
4: Because yes, I have no balance. Because <laughs> I have no balance. <laughs> no balance at all. <laughs> but they're comfy, so I'm
7: happy. There's uh, not a funny story about shoes. This is the truth. So I was picking. I was picking dug up at the boat ramp. <laughs> he was. He, we were pulling up to the boat dock. He huh. had these white, bright white sandals on. They were white as snow. They were banging was like, bottom like, though. He would. They were banging bottom sandals, right? They're white as can be. So he I got like thirty six shoes. <laughs> and he's like back in the shadows, in all black, like coming through the parking lot. And as I'm pulling in, I'm like, dude, what is that? It looks like two bald eagles fighting in the parking lot. It was <laughs> like,
5: white feet,
7: bount- like, oh, I couldn't see anything but them big white feet. It looked like two bald eagles back there in the, fighting in the parking lot. Oh, and then man. Doug comes out of the darkness walking down towards the bed. <laughs> oh, Joel, cool.
1: that's, Joel, what were you saying at the end there? I feel like this is going to be really good. Uh, I, I, I literally have two pair of
4: no balance and a pair of Crocs. And no balance gets me everywhere I need to be. <laughs>
5: <laughs> now, w- do you still, still have, have the me. fishing chair? Do you still have the fishing chair?
0: No, uh, that's a no. Touchy-, oh. <laughs> I mean, I touchy. No, I, <laughs> I-, I didn't get rid
5: of that. I didn't know. If- I didn't know that was a touchy subject. Mm-hmm. Oh, no,
4: or, I, yeah. really. I mean, it- I just uh, it. I left it out in the weather for a couple years, and it just <laughs> didn't hold up. You know,
7: they don't make it uh, like
5: a YouTube. mother. Nature's a bitch.
7: Yep.
4: So I hey. just re- returned it back to nature. A little. Do I, know, <laughs> do I know we touched on this a little bit ago? <laughs> do I know we touched on this a little bit
0: ago with the bet we had going? But do you remember the song that Ryan
4: Reed sang? Oh, here we go. Oh, <laughs> um, boy. I'm having trouble right now well so am i legitimately like uh <laughs> all right
1: so let me let me, let me talk. all right out. Al. all right so oh, you actually, are you are correct joel it was weird it was weird out amish paradise and the reason i i told you guys ahead of time that if if i lost this bet i would sing that song number one <laughs> i'm a man of my word and number two you talked about this being the age of the weirdo and you're right <laughs> so I had to pick the weirdest song that I could think of at the time, and it was Weird Al, Amish Paradise. <laughs> and you oh, don't give, give
0: credit because we'll have to listen
2: to that the rest of the night. <laughs> I think you should have picked up one that showed off your vocal range a little
1: more, some we higher have that notes. On video,
7: we should probably put that in the in the. Fishing video.
1: Oh, it's yeah, going in there. That might be part oh, of it. You got video of it? Oh, it's good. Luffy, Luffy was kind <laughs> enough since we didn't actually start my camera. <laughs> I just handed it to you guys and nobody hit the button. Luffy was kind enough to get, get that. And I, I got I got right up in his face on that too. I watched that footage. I'm like, holy crap.
4: I want to I say, I, I know I have a video you're singing, but I think it might have been R. Kelly Ignition. Um, <laughs> that's what i want to see Some uh, th- I that. We I forgot don't you about worry that. tom that's not going anywhere uh, all right
2: <laughs>
1: uh, you show it to me when you I come on your guided carp trip oh well, absolutely i heard hurt. the bluetooth i forgot about that one there was a second one in there i heard boy can't survive <laughs> also
0: Oh yeah country boy.
7: yeah i remember yeah, it was Mike williams in there somewhere
1: leo leo made it a little little uh see he got in on that one too i haven't heard it was of... all
5: embarrassed because uh because the whole leo family was there yeah ryan <laughs> uh, yeah it
1: was not good for me singing amish paradise in front of you guys <laughs> i'll
0: tell you what owen I, there's something uh you you probably don't know about but luffy ran into a guy Remember this, Luffy at uh, Lake Arthur? Mm-hmm. I was put, I just, me and Luffy was putting new bunk, we, we put new bunks on my boat or my trailer for my boat. And a guy rolls in and he talks to Luffy and he's like, I seen you guys on Ryan Reed's podcast. And
5: Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm I friends know. with
0: Owen. And he, he said, uh, he's like, oh, no, he represented, uh, I, I don't want to say it. Yeah, His yeah, name yeah. Was it was Brad. So, First name was Brad, but that's all I'll say. But, he knew who you were and, and the guy was tremendous. He literally loved everything the whole day. He loved everything that happened. He, he
5: messaged me, he messaged Ryan just saying, thank you. And you know, that's what, that's what I appreciate, man. Is like, you know, the fact that you can have connections with different people that you never would have had otherwise, you know, completely never would have, but you know, I know him from my professional life and he kind of follows, you know, follows me. And, and he, he just happened to see that he also follows Ryan. And then, you know, I think just one day he was just out there fishing, he said, and he saw the banging bottom guys. And he was like, I saw the boat come down. And, and he was like, I remember that. I remember those guys from the Ryan Reed video. And so I decided just to just to go up and talk to them. And, and he was like, I ended up booking a trip with those guys and it ended up being like the greatest four hours of my life, you know? And, and that's, yeah. I mean, seriously, that's the type of stuff that like really matters. I mean, why do you do it if you don't do it yep. for that?
0: And I at tell the people boat ramp. All the time. like exactly it, you know. at the boat ramp,
5: like, the old yeah. kid, like he, he isn't a meth head and you met him at the boat ramp and it ended up being good. We
8: didn't shine the
5: nope. light on him. It was exactly of <laughs> yeah, no, was shining lights at him. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, like roaches.
0: <laughs> but that's what we like. Like, like you know, when Joe, when we first started doing it, Joel was—he's the president of Muskies Inc., you know. And, 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 that's and my Joel, president. That's yeah, my he, president. Yeah, and he's a great, and he's such a great. But he didn't really know that. That's what he wanted. You know, he didn't know how many trips he wanted to do and how much stuff. And Joel will be the first person to tell you that, because when I did it, I didn't know. You know, like I didn't know how, what kind of people I was going to meet. And and all in, in all honesty, I've met nothing but great people. But and Joel was the same way, you know. And then I'm, I'm not saying Jesse wasn't or Luffy was, but Joel was like, I don't know. You know, I'll do I'll do a little bit here and there. And Joel got out there in the same way. It, it hit you like. Anybody could do, I'm gonna say anyone could do what we do. I don't I don't want to put it to and they could though really everybody could if if they were willing to do that and if they had the right boat and everything, but Joel was a little bit laid back a little bit to sense like oh, I don't want to do a couple, I'll do a few here and there. If you need if you really need me, you'll do it. And even Joel, in the same sense, is he felt he felt what people feel like. It, it, it's pretty. It, it, I don't know how to put it words. I know that Ryan came out. You know he's come, He comes out every year, and but people really appreciate what you do for them, right? And, and it's it's such a weird way to try to put it words, but they they really get excited, you know. And and Joel can tell you. At first he was like, I don't know. And now he doesn't care. He like Joel doesn't care if he ever rose in a fish the whole entire season. He loves. And that's that's
5: something that I think is, I think is unique about musky fishing. And I I think it's been touched on in previous podcasts that we've done is like the, the team aspect of it. You know, there's not a lot of things in fishing that you can consider uh, being a team aspect and musky fishing, you absolutely 100% can consider that like when you guys catch a fish, it's the whole boat catching a fish. It's not just, you know, the guy that happens to reel in the fish. It's the whole, it's the whole package. And I think that's something that just makes musky fishing different than, you know, a lot of other fishing.
3: Yeah. And for you guys to be going out there and taking, especially I think when you get, You know, for example, someone like Ryan to have an experience like that for the first time, like there's I'm I'm sure for you, it's just it's not the same, but it's a different type of satisfaction because you guys have kind of already maybe done something like that yourselves. So for you to just do it again isn't the same as to get to be there to watch Ryan go, you know, experience it for the first time. Right. You know, it's like, it, it's. Obviously I, I don't know how to even put it into words because I haven't really been where you're at yet. I don't have the experiences that you have, but I have to figure that it's almost like a, like a proud father moment, maybe, you know, in a way. Like,
0: No, you're right. Yeah, it is. I mean, in, like I said, and that's one thing we try to stress. Like Joel does it, Jesse does it, Luffy does. It. We we and and there's more than just us. I mean, there's honestly like we're we're, we're fortunate enough to have six seven guys that will help us out, and, and and not even just like like Leo hasn't been on a trip with me, but he's always willing. Uh, I have another guy guy that's an unbelievable fisherman the whole way around. Uh, Woody his he 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 he's an unbelievable bass fisherman he fishes in Florida you know we have a lot of people we can reach out and they'll help us out at any given time and, and and it's great but there's nothing like when you take someone out there and things go right you know yeah things go wrong we're out there you know and and joel's Joel's a prime example he is un and I can't stress enough how Joel is about it. And I, and I know everyone else is. It's just that I get to see Joel and listen to Joel and yeah, he's a president. And, <laughs> but when we're out there in the water, you know, and everybody who muskie fishes knows it, you're out there in the water sometimes. It could be four or five. I don't care if you're casting, trolling, whatever you're doing. I know some people think that casting is the only way to catch a muskie. You know, and, and I hear it, and that and that's fine. I mean, I love to catch a fish. There's nothing like catching a fish casting. And no one, there's probably no one on this podcast that can say that catching one casting is unbelievable. I mean, it's it's the way everybody knows that it's awesome to catch them casting. I, I will never take nothing away from that. I was a caster my whole life, but when I got Joel on the boat, and there's times. If you trolled or casted, there's times it's four or five hours, nothing is happening, you know. And Joel's great, you know. I got Joel on her, or and I know Jesse does the same thing, and a lot of the other guys we have, and I'm sure Luffy does it. And you've got to wait them out, you know, that positive,
5: the positive musky attitude,
0: yeah. And that's the famous words, and sometimes people don't realize it, you know. And I have got, like I said, I got guys that understand what it takes to catch a muskie. And I got guys that all they want to do is get a picture with a big muskie. And either no matter which way it is, I got someone like Joe on there. Listen, guy, you know, you got to wait them out. And, and to me, that's a greatest statement. And Joel makes it a lot. You have to wait them out. You could be fishing the right area all day long, the right baits, and they're not eating. You can't make them eat but you know and joel's so like i said joel's so good about it like it could be four or five hours in gotta wait you gotta wait them out. you know you can't make a meet and then all of a sudden three four fish might hit in an hour and a half joel
5: do you have a must call them yeah like joel,
0: when you, the like, mating like,
5: call yeah like like when things are really bad like when it's been five hours like some oh, people shit. were like, "Here, musky, musky, oh, here, nah. musky, musky." Nah, like, nah. What, do, what does Joel say? Like when, when <laughs> shit is like uh, at the, it's coming down to the wire. Oh. Here, musky, musky. Nah,
4: this is not- a, this <laughs> is an old, ancient Chinese secret. Uh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> we learned it on top of the mountain or somewhere
2: from a not guy or robe.
4: You guys are gonna like No this. pads out. Uh, it's not, it's not really a call, or anything like that. You know. Everybody wants to think it's some sort of fairy dust or some something I pull out of my bag, but you do pull uh, it out of your bag. I pull out my bag, but I got some holy water in there, <laughs> and we start sprinkling <laughs> it around. This is true. Sprinkle, sprinkle. And I'll be I honest with you. It's it doesn't come out much, but it's a hundred percent. So <laughs> I use it. I said, it's like anything you got to use a little bit. Now you think, Oh, I use more. Mm-hmm. So it's just going to get better. Nope, nope. Exact opposite. Just a touch. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's worked. I don't know. Save. I love it. I think I only had it out like once this year cause I'm running a little bit low, but <laughs> it was like the last hour of the day we had <laughs> lost a few fish. I was like, we got to make something happen. Here it comes. It came out 15 minutes later. We had a fish in the boat. Boom. Here over. <laughs> here it comes.
1: Boom oh. over. Boom. Yep. I will say this is, uh, you know, this is, this is not, this is definitely not a slight to anyone else, but like having Joel on the boat, is just such a freaking giant confidence boost to me. Like in general, like Jesse, I don't know. Like, do you feel like, and, and there's days we all struggle, right? Like, I don't know as much about this stuff as any of you guys on this call, but I know that at some point we are going to struggle. Like it's just going to happen. Like you're going to have a day like that. But when you have a guy like Joel in the boat, like Jesse or Luffy, like talk to me about this. Like, does that boost confidence at all? Like when you're on a charter,
7: he's the musky whisperer. (laughs) He, He will find a way to get one to eat. I'm telling you it's, it's, it could be the holy water. <laughs> it could be. It could just be that he's an amazing fisherman and he's very
5: good at what he does.
4: Yeah, you, he you, I, I don't even the think the box, I'm
7: going like,
5: to vote I'm holy water.
4: water. <laughs> the holy water definitely helps. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'll, I'll go back to kind of what Doug touched on, you know, as far as probably the thing that muskie fishing in general has taught me the most is patience absolutely i mean yeah because it's generally not a thing you go out and do for 2 hours and be successful you know we put in long long days uh you know it's just a patience thing like you know i know if the water if it's above 65 68 70 degrees these fish have to feed at some point throughout the day and we're just going to put put our time in and uh you know of course we watch the moon and the weather and everything like that but you know just patience that to me is is like
5: that's an interesting way to look at it like okay once once the temperature reaches a certain uh, once a, a certain degree uh that the fish must eat during the day to keep you know, just to keep moving. And so,
2: yeah, I, it's never really thought about it like that. And you're looking for and a one and hour it, window in a 24 hour day. something. Right, like right. Like and that's not said. saying yep, that they're exactly. going to eat all
5: day. It's not saying nope. they're eating all day. It's saying that they have to eat at some point. And it might nope. only be that one moment that that one big fish,
2: eats i said this before i had piranhas in college and everybody expected like i would dump goldfish in and they expected the piranhas to just eat the shit out of the goldfish the second they hit the tank and like that alone taught me that like predator fish aren't always that way like sometimes you would dump the goldfish in and they would wait 12 hours before eating them sometimes the freaking goldfish would hit the water they wouldn't last 10 seconds Mm -hmm. like it fish are weird man it's it's something It's a window
4: yeah yeah definitely predatory fish you know and uh you know, I think even walleye aren't quite as bad, but, you know, there's just windows of opportunity, and I don't care what you're doing, you know, yeah, you might get a fish here, there that, you know, is is a reaction bite, Uh, you know, you just put the bait close to it, boom, it hits it, but, you know, a lot of it is just windows of opportunity, and, you know, we we try to predict when it's going to be with the, the moon, the weather, the wind, whatever, but, uh they, they go on their, you know, their own cycle, you know, they, they do what they want, they're in control. So, you know, as long as you stay patient and just keep your baits wet, I mean, that's to me has been the biggest thing that, like I said, I've learned and taken from all of it is, you know, now in the same aspect as the water gets colder, the fish slow down that window of opportunity just gets narrower and narrower and narrower. And that's, you know, a little tougher stomach knowing you're probably going to go out and get one chance a day. But uh, that's just how it is, you know. And uh, as long as you stay confident, you know, and at the end of the day, you're not second guessing yourself saying, I should have done this, should have done that. And, you know, you did what you could and you didn't catch a fish. But I'll tell you what. I'd rather have been fishing and, you know. Doing grinding. It. Doing it than grinding, yeah. Then grinding. <laughs> keep, keep to positive musky Sorry. attitude. Embrace. Positive,
3: exactly. musky attitude.
1: Embrace the
3: grind. Embrace I, the I grind. Had to
1: bring it up. I gotta stop I stopped using the term grind. I had to because, bring it up for Joel. Because of Joel. But he he you know, it's one of those things where you see the light on it. It's <laughs> yeah. Grinder. It's not a grinder. it's supposed to be fun. <laughs>
4: You know, you know, basically, I'll, I'll elaborate, just tell you like that it's not a new term that's been being used, <laughs> but I see it a lot now, you know. And uh, before the podcast tonight, I looked up, you know, the, the definition of grind, and <laughs> still, uh, I don't get it, you know, it doesn't <laughs> make sense to me because literally, my day to day job, I grind metal. You know, steel, carbide, anything. And let me tell you, it is nothing like musky fishing, okay?
2: (laughs) Nothing at all. Owen (laughs) grinds a lot when he's out skating and hitting rails.
4: Yeah. That's a different kind of grind, too. That's a a, a different kind. That's grinding. But, you know, like like I said, I, I do it every day. And, like, I'm like, I'm not pulling off the, you know, What's the same about it? When I'm out musky fishing, I'm enjoying myself. It's a break from that reality. From the grind, right? Yeah, it's, from it's, the exactly.
5: Grind. Exactly. So,
4: and we've said that before. Like, you know,
5: if, if if musky fishing becomes a grind, I don't want to have a part of it. You know, it's no longer going to be, I have another, I have my I have my job. That's a freaking grind. You know, I I don't need this to be a grind.
4: Mm-hmm, exactly. Perfect, perfect, That's what perfect I mean to put it. Yeah, you know, I I, like I understand where people are coming from. You know, it can be tough, frustrating, whatever. But, uh, you know, you're fishing for the the lowest pop. They're the the muskies are in general the lowest density fish on almost any body of water they're in. So there's not a lot of them out there. You know, you're going out with that, knowing that in your head every day. But I'm going out there because I enjoy it. You know, like I said, it's just, right. it's just a break from everything, you know? uh. So when I hear people say, oh, it was a grind, it was a grind. Yeah. That's where you lose me there on that. You know, <laughs> you should be doing it because you enjoy it. You know, I yeah. Like, we'll,
0: we'll have a guy, we'll have people to say, oh, the, the bite's not, the bite was slow at Lake Arthur. Well, the bite's always you know, and I don't mean it in a bad way because there was times that Lake Arthur was unbelievable. But they're like, oh, Lake Arthur it was slow today. I had two bites. Well, guess what? Two bites at Lake Arthur is not bad, right? <laughs> you know, it, you know, and people lose the aspect of it, you know. And I and I could bring up Joel, Jesse, and 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 Luffy in that kind of situation. Like, there's a whole different. It's a whole different ball game when people are literally paying you their money from their true grind. For you to go out there and catch a right. fish, People, people are out there grinding, so to yes. speak. You know, they're
5: doing whatever it is to like, w- whether it's you know whatever nasty thing that they need to go through every day and day day in and day out. This is how they're choosing to spend their money as a leisure activity, yeah. And and they're there to have fun. They are there to, uh, like I said, I I mean I think our. Our outlook on it, we understand that that we are there to learn. But I think a lot of people think, "I'm spending this money, I'm going out there, I I better catch a fish," which right. is just not, you know, that's just not realistic.
0: And and like I said, in all honesty, like people ask me that every day. That the, and they, I'm sure they ask Jesse and Joel and and I, like I said, I know Luffy's a little newer to it, but he sees it. I mean, everyone sees it. They they expect to jump on a boat. They they jump on a boat with Jesse. I'm guarantee I'm going to catch a fish. Right. There's no guarantees. We all know that. But if Jesse goes out and don't catch a fish, you think his mind ain't blown? Right. He is and it shouldn't be. But it's part of reality because somebody is paying you money. You know, like and I know Jesse's great at it, and Joel's great at it, and Luffy's great at it, and I feel like I'm great at it in a sense, but until that fucking first oh, sorry <laughs> until that first You're fish <laughs> hits, until that first fish hits the bag, I'm not satisfied. There's and pressure, yeah. There's pre- yeah, there's a different kind of pressure than some like if I was just going out fishing with Joel and Jesse and Laffy, whoever it may be, there's no pressure. I go out if I don't catch a fish and I'm with Joel or I'm with Jesse or I'm with Laffy or I'm with somebody who's a, a Ryan. I mean, Ryan's fished with us enough that I can say to him, if I go out and we're just fishing and I don't catch a fish, yeah, I'm still jacked that I didn't catch a fish. But when you get somebody who's literally paying their grinding money to catch a fish, it's a, it's different. You know, there's a lot of pressure. And and I'm sure Jesse could tell you that because he, he, Jesse does a lot of trips separate from me and Joel.
2: You know, I mean, you feel... You feel that pressure, even yes, even taking a friend or like your girlfriend fishing, like not let alone someone someone paying money. money. Yeah, I'll take my girlfriend fishing, fishing and if (laughs) if a rod doesn't go off in a couple hours, I'm like, shit, she's never gonna want to come. Hey, hey, Luffy.
1: Hey, Luffy. Did you feel pressure when I fished with you last weekend?
8: Not at all. I didn't think so. Didn't pay him any money. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know, I
1: know.
0: But when I when I went with Donnie and you caught all the fish. I had a lot of pressure on me. Yeah, you did.
1: I'm real <laughs> sorry about that. And we only remember.
0: caught one fish, and we had a couple bites. But honestly, like, and in, in any of you guys, could because you guys are all musky fish, everyone here, you know, and, and whether it's money or not money, like, like if Tom takes somebody out, say, cast in, at the mm-hmm. dam, even though he's not taking any money, because I know he's taken you out before, Ryan, there's pressure. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine in another sense that someone's paying you money it, it's it's a and it's a whole different pressure but you have to figure a way to to, to black right. out of you know to kind of segregate that Forget about yes so so, uh, so
5: when I'm uh, Nick and I are going to to Lake Nipissing in a couple of weeks and I know that my buddy Reagan he he's excited he, he looks forward to this week every year because i'm gonna come up there and it's like he gets to fish with his buddies but he has told me on a nut, you know every time i'm up there like until we get that first muskie he is because this guy I, I mean like i pay him you know what i mean it's not like he yes. like he's my buddy but he's also a guide up there and i don't expect him to give me things so like it's a pay this is a you know this is something where this is his livelihood and so Until we get that first muskie and even like even once you get the first one, like it's kind of I know there's a pressure to that. And I, you know, it's tough because muskies are unpredictable. You know, you can't you can put people in the greatest positions. You can put the right bait out there. You can put the right length of line out there. There's just no guarantee that that thing is going to go off.
0: Yeah, like this is something I didn't even want to bring up, but I'm going to bring it up. Oh, here we, Uh-oh, here we go! Uh oh, here we
3: go! In more than one way. We're getting okay. down to the nitty gritty.
0: In three and a half years, and I shouldn't bring us up because I got some trips left. In three and a half years, me and Joel don't, have never don't been jinx stopped. yourself.
5: Don't jinx yourself.
0: I'm going to just because <laughs> this is a wood. podcast. This is life, and it can happen tomorrow. And guess what?
4: We'll be hurt by it. And well, we're not, we're not uh, going
0: we'll to take care, care of it. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. It, but it me can't and Joel, happen tomorrow. Me, me, now, I've been doing this three and a half years, and there's haven't been many skunks. Luckily, the way it's happened. But me and Joel has literally never been skunked on a trip. In a, a lifetime, as far mm. as people paying us. And it may happen the next time we go out. And I hope it doesn't. That's the reality of what we do. We fish the best time of year to catch muskie. You know, we don't do a lot of spring. We don't do a lot of late fall. If people want to do it and they want to learn, we're more than welcome to do it. And all year, between both boats, Jesse got skunk last week. And, and, and I'm, I'm bringing it up for a, a really good reason. Jesse got skunk last week, which was the first time all year. Either boat got skunk. Yeah, oh, hey, wait, go. can see Way to Jesse, go, Jesse. Right now. Yeah. Way to oh, go, no. Jesse. I know. So- I know. That, that That is the greatest. <laughs> like, like,
7: thanks,
0: boss. <laughs> fine. No, but that's <laughs> fine. That's, that's the greatest thing about what we do. Because Jesse is going to take this guy out again on Jesse. Not on. No on that guy paying him money again. Because right now, that's the situation we're in. And it's the same situation I'm in. If I get skunked, and I didn't even get skunked. I, I took Donnie out, and we caught a fish, and we lost a couple of fish. And I told Donnie, I would love to get you guys on the water again. Because, and luckily, we're not in a position. We all have jobs like everybody else on this podcast. We have the luxury right now of taking people back out and and, and, and that's meaningful to us, you know? Right. And, and, and I know it's meaningful to Jesse and I know that he did the, what he did, but he knows I got skunk last year. He's got skunk before it happens, but we, we strive ourselves right now and someday we might not be able to. And if that happens, we'll deal with it then. But, He has the opportunity and he's going to take this guy out again Labor Day weekend. And hopefully, and um, that's awesome. I mean, that's, to to yeah,
5: but that's unnecessary. I mean, quite it to is. be perfectly honest, the, the, be perfectly honest I, from a consumer standpoint, it's unnecessary. And I would never expect someone like if, if Jesse took me out there and he took <laughs> me to all the spots and he showed me what to do and, and the fish just didn't cooperate. I mean, that's, that's, you know what I mean? Like I'm not yeah, you, you're right. against, I
0: kids. went to Illinois. I went to Illinois archery hunting and I've got skunked. You, uh, honestly, every guy with me got skunked, you know, so between the three of us, it was about 36 or no, yeah. it was about well, I'm sure. almost $10,000 between three guys. And none of us got a deer.
5: Holy shit. Yeah,
0: it happens. And and I and I understand it, too, on a consumer point of me, like if I'm like if I was paying you, uh, if, if I went fishing with you and I didn't catch fish, I wouldn't expect nothing. But on the backside of it, when you're the guy that they're paying, it's different. I promise. Right. You. And Jesse oh, could say that if Jesse paid four <clears throat> grand to go to Iowa to kill a buck and he didn't kill a buck, he would understand. But if someone paid him four hundred dollars, which is you know a tenth of what it is, he feels, and anyone on here probably would feel the same way. You feel like you want to get that person what they paid for. And right now we have that option. And Ryan knows that. I've I've told Ryan on a million times and and I've took, you know, we took Ryan back out and I want to take all you guys out. Like, I feel like it'd be great to take all you guys out fishing. You can't guarantee nothing and you work everything you can, but if things go wrong, if it's weather, if it's fish, if it's whatever it is, we want to fulfill someone's, you know, like you guys have all caught musky, but some people that's all they want to do is catch a musky. Right. We want to fulfill that for somebody, right? Am I and wrong? you do, Joel, You know, yeah. y-
5: you guys do you guys do that. Yeah. And We're again, but
0: yeah, 97% you- we do. And r- really, right now, a thousand or a hundred percent. Uh, because if Joel take if Jesse takes this guy out, and Labor Day weekend and catches musky, we're we're back at one hundred percent for the year. You know, no pressure, right? Jesse. Oh, it. That's yeah, it. Don't worry about it, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs>
7: the thing was, these guys weren't even really worried about catching them as much as they were, right. and for sure. Like they were, and, and a lot of guys mind. are. And they learn. And I just like a couple days later, asked to yeah. go back out. I said I feel obligated. I'm not obligated to do it, but I, in my mind. No, deserve I get that a, they they deserve I get that, team. man. No, I, to- I yeah. totally get that. Absolutely, so, man. Yeah. You don't have, have to,
5: but advantage. you feel like it's the great thing to do. Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Cause we have that advantage. And like I said, I'm not taking, none of us guys are taking anything away from people who do it for a living. We don't do it for a living. You know what I mean? Like we all have jobs, like all you guys have jobs. Musky fishing is our pleasure. But in another sense is, we want everyone who comes out with us to catch fish. And, and and like I said, I've said it earlier. Jesse said it. Joel said it. We're, and Lafayette said we're We're not the best people every time on a lake. And we don't expect that. We want consistency. You know, there's times that guys that we've taught, I mean, Jesse knows that. Joel knows, Joel knows that great. You know, he has a buddy, a really good buddy of his that we've taught, and we help him every time he's on a lake. And he's outfished us before. But consistently, no. I mean, it's just it's the way it is. We consistently try to put ourselves on fish.
1: Can I can I speak to this a little bit too? Yeah. Because you guys are talking about the, the learning aspect too, like teaching other people how to fish. I had – and, and uh, Luffy, you can kind of like confirm this for me. Cause I fished with you this past weekend, you know, like You're right felt,
0: stupid face, Luffy. I'm going to,
1: I'm going to go, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to go back to this. I sent you guys a text message on this one, but I remember talking to Joel on the charter about like bait selection, different scenarios, situational fishing, that sort of thing. Well, I'm not saying that this is 100 percent the case, but I felt I felt like Saturday was a tough, like one of those tough days. It was a real grinder. You know, we're out there grinding.
0: Luffy, oh, Joel's
5: about did to you, fight but you. But did you
1: embrace it? In yeah, five, did you embrace it? So did you we, embrace it? We embraced it, baby. We were all, well, all about it. No, that.
0: just relax, Joel. Relax. Let him talk.
1: Right, no, let, him,
0: let him talk. Let him talk. The president. <laughs> you're a president but just let him talk
1: so Um, so we're we're so (laughs) all right we just like i had this conversation with these guys on the boat about like bait selection and you know i I, it wasn't like saturday wasn't to me wasn't like a cold front scenario like it wasn't it was just kind of weird like we were out trolling and we just felt like nothing was going on so i put you know, I put a, and I remember talking to Joel about this, like sometimes in the summer, sometimes like the Wiley King, like straight models do really well. Had this conversation with Joel. Like I remembered it, put out a bait and Luffy, what happened? We caught
8: one right away with it.
1: Like right away. Like we had a rip lost it. And then like five minutes later, the you know rod goes off again. Now that bait didn't get hit again the rest of the day. So I don't (laughs) know. I don't know, but it was one of those things that you know like i always talk about this like and and keep in mind like when i was going to shows i used to i was the guy in the crowd like sitting there listening to the guide panel at Muskie max like say every one of these guys is going to say their number one tip is going to be to get a guide service pay the money and go out there on the lake and you know that was kind of like initially was like this like negative connotation to me because it was you know to me it was about these guys making money but After I kind of learned and I'm understanding and I'm growing as an angler, like I realized like, no, like that is legitimately the best way to cut the learning curve. So talking about Pima tuning, like that is a legit thing. Like fishing with you guys on a charter, asking and, and keeping in mind too, you also let people ask questions, right? Like you're answering the questions all day. You can hammer these guys with questions and, you know, you get a lot in return for that. It's not just about catching a fish. So, you know, that day learning from Joel and, and Doug and Jesse and even Adam, you know, like, like going back to last year, like, dude, it has helped me catch more fish. And, I, and I'll be the first one to admit, if it wasn't for you guys talking to you guys at Musky Max, I would not have went as hard on the Leo Mojos as I have. And since doing that, and I'm not saying anything about any other bait, but since doing that i've caught more fish consistently throughout the year and i think that kind of goes back to like you know like luffy you're doing this too like you really know and learn and understand those baits because they are so consistent all right it just helps you learn and leverage that tool as an angler because of the consistency and I know like if I drop that thing back 20 feet of line, like it's probably going to be like four to, you know, four feet down. So yeah, I mean, that's, I just wanted to make sure I touched on that. Like it's about learning. It's about trying to get better as an angler and you guys do a great job of teaching people on the boat, explaining things, but you also have to ask the questions as a, as a consumer, as a fisherman, on this, you have to ask the questions to you in order to you know really learn so it's been a huge uh huge help to me guys you know i really appreciate that
5: this whole thing appreciate has been a help and uh, it's been a, an absolute blast here I've, I've, had, I've had a lot of fun here tonight
1: yeah uh, it's uh
5: I don't well, think I'm going to get the invite, daunting. Owen. I don't it, think I heard. Yeah. Oh, gosh. You guys it's all coming? get the invite. You guys, you guys the, the invite is open.
0: Listen, <laughs> we, you guys so don't Hunk's, understand so is, Hunk's weekend
5: 2022.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, cause I don't think what you guys don't realize it and, and Ryan realizes, but we have. The party atmosphere at Destiny's <laughs> camp. I mean, that's we what were, I'm saying. You guys can you 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 like all news bring bears. your boats. You could you all could bring anything you could bring. We can do that. You
5: absolutely, absolutely. We could you do come that.
7: to the fun house and you have fun. After. You got a place
0: to sleep. You got all. You got the best food. Well, we got the Muskie Zinc.
5: We got the we got the Lake Arthur. T- was it was it the Lake Arthur tournament in September? Is that what when that is, yeah. Tom?
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
5: You know, maybe we number, maybe we need to, you know, set maybe something the week. up where we can all maybe get together. Before,
0: that. Maybe the week before that, I I'm I already invited uh, Ryan. Uh, what is it? September 17th. Mm-hmm. I think it's a Saturday. The 16th is a a, okay. the following weekend. Whatever works for you guys. But if you guys, the following weekend, we got a wedding uh, uh, for the Arthur tournament. So we're kind of screwed. This is a good buddy of ours who actually helps us guide. But I reached out to Ryan, 17th. I mean, we got Luffy's pontoon. We got Jesse's boot. I think right now we're huh. pretty open. So if, if we need six, seven, eight That's guys, cool. we can spread it out. We can make okay. it happen. Let's let's start thinking about that a little bit. Yeah, if you guys oh, want to start thinking about it, oh, 17th.
8: <laughs> I
4: get Tom on I my yeah,
8: yeah I mean, Team Crocs. Crocs? The Crocs? <laughs> Right.
5: I want to be on Team Crocs too. I will uh, take Monty Ryan, mode.
0: but I also want to have Swink because I I feel like I owe Swink a little bit more than I yeah. get. Yeah, uh, but then yeah, you get you yeah, get
5: cold, was, cold yeah, front. Swink I
0: don't care uh, if I got a cold front, back. a new if moon, a full moon,
3: ruining your good weekend.
0: I I need to get Swink back out on my boat because I feel like I owe him a little something, and. Joel, I know that you feel the same way. Like, I know we got a fish and we had three bites, but uh, we Uh, we know what we like to do. And, And like I said, that's our difference. Like,
8: well, he caught COVID, too, that day, so that was, that was yeah. nice. That's right. That's right. Don- Donnie walked away with COVID. To-
1: <laughs> Listen, don't let him fool you. He didn't catch COVID. I don't,
5: I right.
3: don't believe that I got it from you, Donnie.
5: He had a little pink, mark, a little pink marker to make that extra line on his COVID what? test so you get a week of fishing.
1: <laughs>
3: Let's talk about
1: that for a second. Donnie got COVID. right for me. No, at a <laughs> farmer's market. Uh, <laughs> touching vegetables and fruits. <laughs>
6: percent
1: I, I made it 100%. two and a half years. <laughs>
0: I ran it two and a half years without COVID, and Joel was COVID-free since 83. 83.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not anymore. That. <laughs> Wipe that out. I had that going for me. Uh, <laughs> knock on.
2: Knock on wood. Am I still the last one who hasn't got it? I just I haven't asked have myself.
5: Tom, I don't even want to say Tom it because like I'm going to Canada sweater. in two weeks,
0: but You're I, good I have not
2: gotten can't. So I've me, not you and something. Ryan, that's
0: yeah. the race now. Yeah,
2: literally. Let's, it's like Survivor. Like,
0: I've been out <laughs> like in all these clubs and I've guided people and we've all got, and I never got it. I mean, Jesse got it and Dave got it. and I never got it somehow. About three weeks ago, I got it. Right, right, around when fucking Donnie gave it to me.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there right, we go. <laughs> That's why we didn't catch as many fish because I was tired. I had COVID.
4: I mean, <laughs> it was like super strange. Literally, hit everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lived job, Donnie. Lived Lived Lived. Thanks, Donnie. out the whole camp. Thanks, Donnie. Lots of fun that week.
0: Joel, we got to say yeah. Donnie gave it to us.
3: Yeah.
0: There's no doubt it was from Donnie, right? Oh. I think it
3: was Oh, Woody. there's a doubt in my mind. The
7: I know where I
6: got it. <laughs> Don't Trust mind. me.
7: Doug Doug is big, so that's like a big cloud of are <laughs> yeah. around a lot you. of particles it swallows you that up last like, time. like pig pen from the Charlie big,
2: <laughs> <pig pen. laughs> big lungs, a yeah, lot he of around look look
7: like pen, but COVID. Yeah. All around the <laughs> camp, everything is affected I think the neighbor's cats
2: might have He died sneezes too. and he just dusts the whole freaking county. <laughs> yeah, it's <right>. just
4: done. <laughs> yeah, he was like the COVID. <laughs> If I remember Wait. right, Mr.
0: President, I'm you were down. bragging. No, I'm going to right, call it how I see it. Mr. <laughs> President of Muskie <laughs> <laughs> Three Rivers chapter was bragging how he was covered Free since 83. <laughs> guess what? All the fucking sudden. <laughs> oh, got it. Old Mr. COVID free from 83. Get president. My resume the next They're, day. All these guys <laughs> president.
1: Put it right on his resume.
0: But here's Darn. the thing. We get the Muskie <laughs> hunk guys out there where we use two boats, three boats. We get out there and we try to catch a fish. If Tom wants to cast, eh, we'll put him off. <laughs> we'll him a I'll go alone. Don't send me off. <laughs> we'll put him with Luffy out there. Oh, Brady. Brady. Brady we'll will cast the
7: boards oh. off your boat. But I'll tell you right him. now,
0: if you guys want to cast tomorrow, I know exactly where I'd take you. Yeah. And I'm sure Jesse knows exactly where to take you, and Joel knows, and Luffy knows. That's, That's the beauty support. of it.
2: That's literally in tune the him. beauty of
0: trolling sometimes yeah. is you learn the lake better than. Most people, and if you guys want to cast, I, I Joel, Luffy, J, uh, Jesse, I'm sure would be a main attraction for anyone casting right now. My line? That's we'll bleep a that little spot burn and edit that out. it. Yeah, bleep that out of the podcast.
5: We will. We'll take that yeah.
0: out. Yeah, take that one out. But if you wanted to cast right now, I'm not lying. That would be the place to cast. As far as, you know, like we talked about earlier, like we're – and Joel Joel says it all the time, and I know Jesse, because when I first fished with Jesse, I've taken him there and, and clown. We were down with the clown. But we literally only had to fish a certain area every year. For, for how many years, Joel? You think?
4: At least, I mean, the first three, four years, right? Yeah. Midst, really. sure, still, but
0: but this man, year I might have five musk. Yeah, that side of late or that.
4: Oh, year, that
1: yeah.
4: I mean, oh, no.
1: cool. Joel, we're losing you again. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You
4: hear me? Yeah, right I now. hear you now. Uh, the, the last two years we've been forced to, you know, uh, and luckily it's been a pretty smooth transition, but you know, uh, we're lucky there's a lot of fish in the lake and, uh, you know, we know the lake pretty well. We're able to do it, but yeah, I mean, we relied on that pretty, I mean, exclusively almost, you know, yeah. I mean I look at last I
0: look at the second time we took Ryan out last year where he caught his bigger fish last year or a completely completely different area of the lake to where he caught his big fish this year. And where he caught his fish last year was a huge area for us. I mean literally was our number 1 area. And it, even last year it wasn't the number 1 area but we always knew we could go back there, you know. Cabela's home, you know. We we have names for stuff that people don't realize, but and and, and like I said, to me, the thing that drives all of us a little bit nuts is sometimes the negative drive. The people, like, to me, there's no no one that can give us any negative thing. There's no one ever fished with us that would ever give us negative feedback on how we fish, where we fish, when we fish. Nothing.
3: I don't know. It was on my uh, Yelp review that two-star gave me covid (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey hey just real quick on this Do you remember we got back to camp just after the second night and jesse asked me what did you ask me you asked me something about what what was uh the, or what was the biggest regret or it was something like what was the worst thing that happened and i looked at duck and i said it would have been nice to catch 13 fish of stay yeah. Well. <laughs> right yeah or but there's could, no,
7: could it have been any better? I think is what I said, yeah, could it yeah, have
1: been any better.
7: And he was like, Well, you know, we could have caught 13, <laughs>
6: <laughs>
0: but like, and in, in reality, though, there's no one that could say that we didn't work hard or we didn't do what we said we we're going to do, you know, like, and like I said, I'll go back to Donnie because I love the guy, he's great. And I I don't feel like we performed the way that I would like to perform. Not we had a few bites and and we tried. We I mean, and I'm being honest, we tried hard, you know. We did get a fish in a boat and we lost a couple other fish, but we it wasn't a great day. Rather, it was whatever whatever reason it was, we didn't. And I told Donnie, like I tell everyone else, I'd like to get you guys out there again. And that's the gospel of the whole entire thing. Like we like to make everyone happy, and that and that's not always a possibility, you right. know. I mean, and, the,
3: and the truth is, uh, you know, I appreciate that, Doug. But I think, you know, as somebody who's musky-fished enough to know that that's how it goes. Like, not that I would expect that, regardless. But it's not only do I not expect it as a customer, but like I also just understand, whereas I think maybe you, I'm sure you get people that don't necessarily get that aspect of muskie fishing that, you know, there's a very good chance that I go out here today and not catch a fish. You know, it doesn't matter how much money I paid or whatever. Muskies can be muskies. Uh, so there's an element to that. And I don't know. I, I, I think Like what you said earlier, honestly, I think was you hit it the nail on the head when you made the comparison to deer, archery deer hunting. And uh, I honestly think I've always felt like that's why I've been able to kind of transition into musky fishing the way that I did, because I had that background growing up as a kid my dad was a big bow hunter and I always went out with him from age 13 to my early twenties. And, and, you know, when I was a kid, he would drop me off at a tree stand with a bow in the dark in the morning and not come back till dark at night, unless I shot a deer or he shot a deer. (laughs) And I mean, that was it. And there were many, many days where I sat in a tree stand for 13, 14 hours and never saw a damn thing. And that was just, but that's how we spent our Saturdays. Like, and, and it was fun. It was just fun to get out there. So you know, I've always been used to that, and I think there's an element of going out there, not necessarily expecting anything out of it, but other than to just go, you know what uh, I mean?
0: Yeah, and I and I appreciate and just that.
3: enjoy being out there,
0: and honestly, and, and like I appreciate that, but and, and like in, in a whole other sense, like I know that yourself, Ryan, and and I, I don't know how much Tom and Owen, oh, deal with it, but Joel, Jesse, and even Luffy, like I said, is as young as he is into the sport, which is close to Ryan. But, you know, you'll get the guys that say water temps are too warm. You know, like we don't, I, I never, I never complain about any time that people fish. That's, you know, you got time to fish, you know, or, you know, you know we've had backlash of, From from more you know, and it's not often because that's what I was trying to get at. Like, no one that ever fished with us have ever complained that we've done anything wrong. You know, they all know you've killed
5: fish. You've killed fish by fishing in warm water, or you've like done something unethical or anything like that. No, no, there's nothing. There's nothing regarding anything like that.
0: we'll, Well, we will. Like I said, I don't do Facebook. I just do Instagram. But there's people. Friends of mine, or, or people I know, or maybe even fellow musky fishermen that run trips with me, they, they'll see the slack of people saying the water's too warm. You guys are making money, so it doesn't matter if the fish die or right. You know, you, you know there's always negativity, and and we don't live on the negativity side, so we pay no attention to it. Or uh, you're fishing stock musky. You know, I mean. There's a lot of negativity and there's a lot of slack, you know, like I've I, I actually ran into it and last year. I confronted somebody on a boga grip. I mean, first of all, we're all doing the same thing, you know, like we're musky fishing, but I've had guys that say, Oh, you use a boga grip. That's horrible for the fish. That's horrible for the mouth. Well, I confronted a guy last year, this year, of a group year. of guys, I, I, I actually confronted a group of guys last year on a, in a nice sense because we're all good people. We all do the same thing, but about people saying about bow grips, and I'm like, okay, there's not a guy on this podcast right now that can say that they never dropped a muskie. If you gild a muskie barehanded, you've dropped one at some time in your life. I, I would have to think. I could be wrong, but I'm going to say <laughs> – most people that held enough muskie, they dropped one.
1: Oh, I've dropped them long lot. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. No, that's ab-
5: that, that's absolutely true. A one hundred percent true. At least in my ex- my lived experience, yeah. yes.
0: And I've yeah. had people say negative things about a boat grip. Well, I got kids, I got girls, and I give everybody the same. And anybody who's fished with me, and I know Ryan's fished with me multiple times. I give everyone the same. Uh. However, you want to say it, but I have everyone. I give give everyone three choices. You got a boga grip, I got a Kevlar glove, and you can use your bare hands. That's your options. If you feel safe with a boga grip, to me, there's no better thing than a boga grip. You're not going to drop the fish, you're not going to get cut, you're not going to hurt the fish, in my eyes. Now, other people's eyes, they're different. If you can wear a Kevlar glove, you're probably not going to drop the fish. You're probably not going to get cut. You're probably not going to hurt the fish. Or you can use your bare hands like old old my buddy, old uh, shaking, shaking and bleeding. bleeding.
1: Shaking and bleeding.
0: <laughs> but I'll give the guy credit. He never let the fish go. I would have dropped that fish on the bottom of the boat. I'm going to probably say it. But he held it. I mean, and we could probably hold a picture up that shows that. But those are your options. You know, and I've had people judge us for using a boga grip. And and that's fine. Judge all you want, you know, but there's not much safer way than to hold a fish with a boga grip. And, and me and Joel's touched on this, and I know Joel's opinion on it, and I know how fired up he can get, and I'm not trying to get to that situation, but if people cared about muskie that bad, they wouldn't be going five mile an hour and using a six-odd hook. Or I five of that. You know, right. If they were that, because and, and even casting, you know, you can you can say it in a casting sense, any sense you want to, but when you're going five mile an hour and you're driving a six-odd hook, it might be going in their damn brain. <laughs> you know, it's right. it, mm-hmm. it, it could be in the side of their head, the side of their face, their
2: mouth. And, and you see and, the gills ripped out, people are yes. always thinking and, people ripped them out. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, and you're exactly right, Tom. And and they could be using a seven inch bait in the springtime, and they catch a thirty inch fish. Well, okay, if they if they head hunt it and they hit it in the front of the hook, where's that back hook going? It's going in their damn jugular. You know, like let's let's be honest about this. Like, if you don't cut hooks, and it, and we all care about fish, but when you start judging people, it's either hating, or I mean, really, it's hating. (laughs) There's no or You're hating on someone else catching fish, but no one out there, and in my eyes, I don't believe anyone out there fishing, whether you're doing live bait, you're trolling, you're casting, you're whatever, no one's trying to kill a fish. But everyone's quick to judge is a water tube or using this kind of bait or you're holding with a boger grip. I feel like musky fishing should be a little bit more of a thing like as a group a family thing. Like let's not judge everybody on what they do. Let's congratulate them or let's, you know, like if I see something I don't like, maybe I don't, and I'm not saying I don't like it, but maybe I don't like a guy using live bait and and I don't have no problem with that. I'm just using it as a scenario. Okay. If I don't like that, I'm not. I'm not speaking of it. I'm not getting on social media and saying you guys shouldn't use live bait. Just go about your business. You know, <laughs> we had a guy. I did. This is. Everybody gotta, knows, <clears throat> and I'm not going to say any names.
3: We, that's we, not you know. the social justice way, my friend.
0: Yeah, Maybe but I you know say, what? Though this this <laughs> is. I won't say his name.
1: <laughs>
0: but Adam was up there. Or I mean. Ryan was up kind of the same type of air area when this happened. But we had a guy on social media say, first of all, he spoke way out of context when he said these guys bitch or complain about guys fishing when it's 80 degrees, which us guys never say anything about water temperature because we're going to fish. And if I wasn't guiding, if Joel wasn't guiding, if Luffy wasn't guiding, if Jesse wasn't guiding, if any of you guys weren't guiding, you're still going to fish when the water is at 80 degrees, if that's your belief. But we had a guy come on there and say how, oh, you guys criticize people when the water is 80 degrees, but you're out there guiding as, as long as you're making money and killing musky is fine. Well, that, that's not fine. And We don't kill Muskie. I mean, Joe, if I'm wrong, tell me, but guys are on there saying things like that, or, or judging you could use a boga grip. Oh, it's bad for the, their mouth. So, well, if a boga grip's bad for their mouth, what do you think five mile an hour to 6 out hook is? That that those are the kind of negative, and maybe it's haters, but that's the kind of negative negativity you don't need in musky fishing in my eyes. And and I might be wrong.
4: No, no, no. and just quick the, the way I kind of look at it is like you said nobody wants to do any more damage to the fish than what's required to catch it, you know?
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh but the environment were I mean this is any fish really you're you're burying a hook into its face. Its <laughs> side, wherever you know, wherever a hook ends up, <clears throat> then you're putting it in a net. The hooks are going to get caught in a net, it's in there trying to rip its head off. <laughs> you know, uh, there, there's an aspect of not every fish is going to make it. You know, uh, I, th- I feel like over the years we've been very, very lucky. You know, uh, treble hooks when they get around the gills or the jugular are the worst you know and i've lost a number of fish and that's what's what's happened but in the same aspect it's part of the game you know there's there's if if a fish hits a a plastic swim bait or a bulldog or something swallows it down its throat you're going to cut the hooks and get everything out as quick as you can but you know, you didn't want to be put in that situation, but that's, you know, happens and that's how it works out. Well, we like talked said, about
2: steelhead earlier, Joel. I mean, you go steelhead fishing, you have a banner day in your mm-hmm. and you're handling every steelhead as best you can. You catch 200 fish, not ever, not all 200 are going to swim away. <laughs> like, you no, know that. <laughs> like, no, it's
4: it's fishing. It, like, like there's a mor- mortality no matter what you fish for just because of you know what you're doing to catch the fish you know and like i said nobody the last thing i want to do is throw a fillet knife to the fish at the end of the day you know i'm ready to start drinking that's what i want to do <laughs> and anything that cuts into that time is not what Good i want talent. to be doing Dude, this is <laughs> so,
1: so this is like real life stuff i mean i really i think it's but, important to touch on it you know because yeah i mean
4: I feel the same way. You know, it's it's not talked about, but people, like I said, nowadays, I mean, social media has been what it has been for the last 10 years, but mm. everybody wants to throw out an opinion and judge and say this and say that. Well, I can throw it right back at you and say this, say that, but I am i don't really feel like arguing 90% of the time about yeah, it. I don't you know. want
0: to bring it up, but, like, the reason I brought up is, like, Ryan who there's probably not a person on here and and I know and I know Donnie and, and Tom and Jesse and Luffy, like we all care about the mortality rate of a of a fish, but Ryan has and I don't it's a great way, but Ryan has a love for this fish and, and, and what we do to me in my eyes, Above everybody, like that I can think of, but like say Jesse, Je- Jesse's been out there with Ryan, and we've caught plenty of fish. You know, two years in a row, Jesse's been on the boat or or myself, and, and Luffy took him out this year. Have have anybody felt that there's anything been done that shouldn't have been done when we were musky fishing? Whether it's a cutting a hook or letting a fish go or I mean, Ryan, in, in two years, you've you've we've been part or in two years you've been part of a lot of fish with yes. us. And, I, and I, I granted we lost some fish and we but you've been part of releasing plenty of fish. Have you ever seen
1: and this is the this is the Don't beautiful be wrong. thing. And truthful. No, we're, we're all being honest. We'll, we'll be truthful. we'll be truthful here. I mean, the, the thing of it is, though, the answer to that is no. Like, I haven't seen anything that that really, you know, shouldn't have been done, or at least in my opinion, based on what I know. I mean, and this is this is a good kind of a, a, a spot for us to start wrapping up too, because we're at the we're at like the three hour mark, <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, like my experience with you guys, and this is, I'm going to summarize the conversation now, you know, I feel comfortable saying with the time that I've spent with you guys, you know, I have learned a tremendous amount about the sport of muskie fishing. I have learned a lot about muskies in general, you know, and I've learned a lot about situational fishing. And through that I feel confident saying that you guys have taught me the correct way of handling the fish you've taught me the correct way and go back to last year. You know Jesse saw this on the video I didn't catch it right away, I was not holding pressure correctly on the fish last year and you guys helped me see that you helped me learn. And you know what I got better as an angler and I guess what I haven't lost as many or nearly as many fish this year as I did last year so. You know, I feel confident saying that you guys, you know, Doug, Jesse, Joel, Luffy, and even, you know, you talk talk about Dave and Mark and those guys, <clears throat> like situationally, on the water, off the water, like you guys have taught me to be a better angler. And I feel confident and comfortable saying that you guys are doing it the correct way based on what I believe is the correct way my standards. You know, so when we talk about all this social media stuff, This is a negative aspect of the sport. This is something that needs to be addressed. People need to back off and they need to understand that there are certain things that you should not be complaining about and or commenting on when you have no idea what you're talking about. You know, I can give you guys two examples from the last week that I I got from my YouTube channel. (laughs) Completely incorrect. You know, 72 degree water, that's too warm. No, that is not too warm. (laughs) Get off your high horse and go find something else to fish for because 72 degree water is not too warm for muskies bottom line. So, you know, with that said, like, I think you guys touched on a number of things tonight that are important. I'm glad they came up. I feel like you guys are doing things the right way. And I've been very fortunate to be able to learn from guys like, you know, Doug and Joel and Jesse and even Luffy you know that that has made me a better angler. That is why I wanted to get you guys on here to talk, and uh, you know I'm really looking forward to another opportunity to get out there with you guys and do some fishing. And hey, maybe we can uh, we can do this hunks thing. That would be pretty sweet to get all of us out there. Maybe a little friendly competition.
3: We're I ready. Would love it, <laughs> I Doug would
2: just can't. It. Doug just can't be in my boat because we'll be overweight capacity in my little chair. <laughs> and,
3: and, and you're oh, low. You're, yeah. you're
0: going on a pontoon, and you. you're going <laughs> to wear your Crocs. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, taking, I'm taking I'm taking Swink out because I owe him. I feel uh, like I owe Swink a little bit of right. something, something. And I, I'm sure Joel feels the same way. And th- that's that's kind of where we're at. So Tom, you go with Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, you're Team welcome. Crocs, man. want you to go with Jesse. Go I'll with go with Jesse. Jesse. If you're gonna take up.
1: Swink, if you're gonna take Swink, I'll go with Jesse. Uh, I'm Be taking gone.
0: Swink,
7: a hundred percent, and and thousand dollars a boat. All yeah.
1: right. <laughs> oh shit,
8: that money's I'll coming. Taking Owen and then too then.
7: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, guys, this has been a this has been a blast. Thank you guys mm-hmm. for coming on for this long. You know, talking fishing. Um, you know, I can't thank you guys enough for the time that you, you gave us tonight. It was it was an absolute pleasure and uh, pumped to get out there on the water with you guys again. Yep, thank you. Yeah, well, yep. I'm glad uh, to absolutely. have you I wish
0: we could have a little guys. more from Swink tonight, but
3: I was here, I was just trying to. Uh, there, there was a <laughs> lot of talking going on. I'm trying to, <laughs> I want to hear that a little bit,
0: but uh, yeah, yeah, like I said, the, the difference. Like, like like Joel said earlier, it's not a grind. We're getting out there, you fish, you have fun. When you quit enjoying musky fishing, take a break, go to something else.
1: Mm-hmm. No grinding, Joel. No, this is no a grind. No grind podcast. Tell them,
0: Joel, no grind. tell them, let them know how you feel about the grinding.
1: <laughs>
4: well, I, think, I think we covered that, Doug. Were you here? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, share your shirt one more time. <laughs> we we'll
2: put it in drugs. the flyer this time. We'll actually use it on the flyer this time since All we right. have Joel's permission. The musky yeah,
1: drugs. There we go. All right, you're good. All right, Joel, yeah, Luffy, Luffy, awesome
0: Luffy, Luffy, Luffy made the shirt.
1: Yeah, it's true. Luffy Luffy, uh, and his wife, Steph, right? You guys put that one together.
0: Yep. Thank you for Pretty that. sweet. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you guys yeah. again for, for everything. And uh,
2: Thanks, boys. Thank
0: you, Looking guys. forward
3: to getting up there to the fun house and getting out with you. Oh,
1: yeah. Hey, you guys up, are ready, we're always ready. What ready. Looking forward to see all these beds <laughs> on Cannondetta Lake for Hunk's weekend. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Let's go. It's going to be a shit show. <laughs> I
4: like <laughs> that word. We like to use that word quite a bit. Yeah, we use oh, that yeah. word. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, uh, guys. All right. Good night, boys. Hey, thanks, again. boys. Good all
0: right. Good night. Thank you.
1: I had to shake them on my last case.
8: Big O don't play. O don't play.